So Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking: Are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Danlenium <laughs> 2000. We're back to do the 2000s. Uh, are, I'm so excited. Are you guys excited? Millennium? Excuse me. Danlenium. 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 Millennium. Is that what Will Smith says? Does Will Smith say that in a song? He says Danlenium. <laughs> no, he says Millennium. Excuse me, Willennium. Something like that, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. He he has an album it's called Willennium. we like it. I don't remember him <laughs> doing the actual correction, but I like. I think we should do that. The Dan Lenium. Guys, it's Board Bills. It's back. It's Dan Lenium. The Dan Lenium is here. Listen, you already heard us introduce season six. We're in season six now. And this is Board Bills. You heard us do the 80s. You heard us do the 90s. You heard us do the 70s. And then you heard us do the 80s and the 90s again. This is the first time this show is covering the 2000s, the aughts. Yeah, this is it. Dan and Bray Presents does the 2000s. It has been three seasons since we've done this format, right? Three seasons. Three seasons ago was the last three time we did this. Three seasons ago, we were we were doing it. Yeah. So this is the aughts, the board bills for the aughts. This is Dan and Brave presents board bills. This is the show where we go through the Billboard charts and talk about the songs that hit number one every year. Okay. So we're gonna talk about the songs that hit number one on the Billboard charts in the year two thousand, and we're gonna listen to them. We're gonna talk about them. And then we're going to do uh, another episode about bonus charts like R&B, rock, country, others. Christian. It's going to be Christian. Latin. <laughs> Latin. International. A lot of ins, yeah. Dan- ins. Dance. 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 Dancing. Yeah, we'll have having some of our, our favorite characters coming back for the show. Um, but I'm presenter Brandon. This, You know what? It's like we're becoming adults the show because this is 21 years since the year 2000 so we can we can drink these songs up and that's what we're going to be doing we're we're <laughs> we're of legal age to cover this that's why we were waiting to be of legal age to cover this stuff to hit that right p- sweet spot of nostalgia 
Because this is going to be, like, a lot of the songs we covered in the 90s, like, towards the end, we started having memories associated with them, like, as they were happening. Mm -hmm. This is, like, this is going to be very much in our our wheelhouse of stuff that maybe we weren't directly listening to, but we're certainly aware of and around constantly. I'm presenter Brandon. (laughs) Very good, Brandon. Thank you. Presenter number two here, presenter Danny. And spoiler... I knew every single song on this chart, going off of what Brandon <gasps> is saying. I knew every single song. There's zero discoveries here. Could be a first for this format. There's zero. Oh God. Zero discoveries. Well, maybe maybe some of the 80s, but we'll have to go back and look. But I, uh, I'm i with you. Yeah. yeah every like, single song. Yeah. It's, um, so that's what we're talking about. You know, with, with the nostalgia factor here, a lot of memories, some good, some really bad. Right, Dave? <laughs> Uh, nothing's really bad, <laughs> is it? I don't know. You, you, something just, in particular uh, is really bad. No, in your I'm mind? just. No, I'm just assuming you have some bad memories. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that ba- a lot of bad memories of this time. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not really based on anything. I just wanted to say that. Um, <laughs> I was like, "What are you referencing?" No, nothing. <laughs> but um, we're gonna have a lot of fun talking about these songs and. Hopefully, we're finally current and relevant enough where people can, like, our age can listen to the show. Like, yeah, like, you're not into 80s pop music, not into 90s pop music. You're into the 2000s pop stuff. We all were. Yeah. So stop yeah. lying. We all were. <laughs> core development years. From 2000 to 2009, we were ages... It's teenagers. So 11 to Six, 17, yeah. 18, right? So 20s. 20? Sixth grade, sixth grade <laughs> through college, like sophomore year of college. That's like prime. This is being. discovering what kind of music you like and sticking to it the rest of your life like I have. Right. This, <laughs> we waited until the 2000s were 20 years ago to do this series because when we, when we started the podcast, 2000 was only 17 years ago. How about that? True. Very neat stuff. Uh, I'm presenter three. I'm uh, Dave Cologne. And um, I wanted to say that there were a few discoveries for me, even though I was alive and listening to this music pretty often, uh, the, the popular music of the day. And um, I, was, uh, I was saying in the text messages that um, this is like shit I used to listen to on the bus. That, that's my main memory of this music is just being on the bus not enjoying my ride home because I was one of the, one of the last stops. Being too hot because the sun was like beating through the window and like hitting me in a certain way, and it's like having a headache and like, um, just having a miserable childhood with a lot of bad memories while this music's <laughs> playing in the background. And um, I'm gonna try to have a breakthrough this uh, this episode. I'm gonna uh, bring up a childhood trauma for, for each song. All the all the traumas related to these songs that I. Uh, have with me I, lo- I love that I, I'm, I'm I, kidding I sorry I, I want to stop this right now I actually had a really nice childhood I probably was pretty happy in 2000 no yeah happy yeah. kid you're probably you're probably like a bully I was a bully <laughs> yeah you're you're a bully back then you were in public school then I was bullied or part, I bullied no you were you were a bully like you were part of like a rough crew <laughs> <laughs> I was a bruiser bruiser um, uh, you were uh, like, even though you weren't bald, then you were part of the bald icons. I shaved my head. <laughs> I shaved my head bald just to look hard. Um, <laughs> As an 11 year old. 
it's funny you associate this music with like the bus ride going to school. And I think I've shared with you guys, you know, going to Holy Family uh, Elementary and then middle school. It was in Lakewood, yeah. Lakewood, New Jersey. I lived in Tom's River. There was no buses to Holy Family, so I always rode with my mom to school every morning, oh. me, me and my sister. And then it was either my mom or my dad picking me up at the end of the day. But those rides to and from school, that's the rides I remember you know, hearing all of this stuff. Uh, quick update. Quick update. I did lie about the Discovery thing. There is one song, actually, I didn't know. There's one song. You didn't oh, know? Oh, wow. Yeah. One, yeah. one song that was a Discovery. Just one. There was one... And a half for me. Okay. I can't even... I'm, I'm anxious to figure out what it was because I can't guess. Well, maybe I have one guess, but I guess we'll say it when we get there. Okay, I, I like this setup of, of where we were. So, Dave, you were listening on the bus. Because for me, the bus at this time was prime burnt CDs. I was, like, burning CDs, listening to my music on the bus with, like, headphones. This music was, and I learned this this week in preparation because I watched all the music videos for every single one. That was my main consumption of these songs was via music video on MTV. Yeah, yeah, that's that was part of it too. That's there's a good point. There's definitely that too. Like because a number of these songs, I immediately go to the music video and think of the music right. video. So yeah, T- yeah, TRL. We're in sixth grade at this time. It's like peak yeah. TRL era from at least from. It felt like that at the time, like sixth grade, really, and like actually, really through middle school, kind of felt like um, yeah. peak TRL because then, peak. because then, as we've talked about a lot, we get to high school and it becomes all about VH1. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It shifts to VH1. <laughs> I was still still watching plenty of MTV, but it wasn't about TRL then. It became about you know other shit, and now MTV is is ridiculousness and nothing else. Ridiculousness, yeah, <laughs> it's the only ridiculousness. <laughs> the only yeah. ridiculousness. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I kind of want to set up, I said this to Dave uh, while we were waiting for you at one of the points in time we were waiting for you, um, uh, was this is going to segue out of what you said with the Discovery. You know, on board bills in the past, we've done, at the end, we rank our favorite songs. We do least favorite. We do most surprising. We do biggest Discovery. And I, so as I was listening to this stuff, I was like, I wonder if that Discovery category is going to be a little less important. And what I want to kind of introduce is maybe something more along the lines of improved upon your memory of it or got worse than your memory. Like what song, like this is another thing that happened in the nineties, like songs that I kind of dismissed uh, that we heard on the nineties episodes. I was like, Oh, this is really good. Good. You know, like even just whether it's like a production thing or the song itself, that's going to be kind of my like running through line of, of wanting to do is like try and uh, step away from the nostalgia and like, see the songs for what they are. Obviously, that's really hard in a lot of the scenarios, but I already have some like opinions that are different from what I went into this going as. I like that. You like <laughs> went into the party wearing a different outfit yeah. mm-hmm. than when you left the party. Yeah. I like that. You went into the uh, party host closet and started putting on their clothes and said, oh, I like this better yeah, exactly. than what I'm wearing. We would do Discovery for this show, too. We would pick... I don't remember that. I was going to say, I don't think we did that. I don't remember that, but I like it. But Maybe I want to do what you're saying. Surprise. Either way, I want to do what you're saying. But I'm just saying, if I don't... If you don't want to, every time, come up with one for each category, like most improved or most declined. Maybe it's whatever one is the most strongest feeling. Um, but sure. there are sometimes, like, there's some of these songs where I'm like, I don't remember that being in the song. Like, this particular, like, part, like, you know, right. you know like a thing. But, like, I don't remember that in this song. 
But yeah, I think we should just get into it. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. I am uh I am so ready. Um excited to jump into this pull back into this format uh with this new seat new season. Board Billennium. Board Billennium. Oh, Board Billennium. The Billennium. The Billennium. The Billennium. The, Billennium. the, Billennium. the new millennium, yo, excuse me. Yeah. The Billennium. The new millennium, excuse me. The Billennium. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Kicking us off. Wait, wait, hold on. What? Turn it up. Hey, I don't you think you tested it? sound. It could be a little bit louder if possible. Ninety. This also ended 99 already. I didn't think we were going to do this song. Can you guys hear me and can you hear the song? Yes. Okay. So, uh, carrying over from the end of 1999. Wait, wait, stop it and, and, and start it over again. I'm sorry. So, can you hear? Could you hear me check. or could you not? Yeah, but it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I could hear you, but it sounded bad. The song, song sounded pretty good. You sounded good too, Brandon, but what you were saying was bad. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> somehow the music started and what you said sucked. <laughs> it was shitty. <laughs> um, oh God, you know what? I realized, uh, I realized we, I just realized we never did this format on remote no, no. where. No, we, we have. Oh, with the UK show, we did. With the UK, yeah. yeah. UK, remember? Well, have you tried figuring it out? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe do that first. <laughs> Maybe try figuring it out. Not going to even on. try? <laughs> Better sit your mood. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so carrying over. So you thought we weren't going to play this? We always play the carrying over song if it's charted. Right, yeah. I mean, play it, but I, I don't want to talk about it. You have nothing to say about the song? The biggest song of. 1999, yeah. Of 1999. This is carrying over into 2000. Uh, it will chart for two more weeks. This is Santana featuring Rob Thomas with Smooth. Uh, famously on this show, a big debate between Dan and Dave uh, because. Dave, you put it as your most surprising, most surprising, most surprising song of the year. Yeah, because I think it's a very, it's an out of nowhere comeback from a late '60s like hippie era guitar player who had no hits for decades. He's back at number one. That's insane. It's surprising. It's shocking. It, take makes a lot of sense if you I have since agreed with that take but at the time I was just thinking of how ridiculously huge of a song this was right and I felt like Dave was saying it was surprising I, I don't know I don't know what I was thinking because now I'm looking back and I'm like my, my opinion doesn't make any sense I, I think it's from the Santana point of view yeah for sure but also Rob Thomas was pretty huge at this point true but he never had a number one hit before this uh, no, no, we did right. not. So, yeah, this is carrying over um, from that. Uh, has you guys, Dan, I know you don't want to comment, so you don't have to answer, but D Dave, has your opinion changed on this in the years since we last covered this song? Uh, not really. It's still pretty funny to me. I enjoy it comically. No, the, uh, the only thing I noticed more this time around was, like, I was actually listening to, like, the arrangement and, like, not really realizing or like thinking about it the last time as it's actually like Santana's band that he's played with for like decades so like I think I kind of more thought of it as like studio session players and, like putting this together but 
It is like guys that he played with, so that's kind of cool that he kept them around all this time. I was like feeling the baseline a little bit. But I also can't remove the Rob Thomas from it. <laughs> I think I would hate this song without Rob Thomas. I would hate this shit if it was like a regular Santana kind of guy. I would hate this Dude, shit. Dude, I agree. It, Rob Thomas makes it funnier and more yes. enjoyable. Rob gives it the gimmick. Exactly. It's more gimmicky. Like, because without Rob, it's just boomer bullshit guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. It, it's funny because it combines two burgeoning turn of the century musical movements the Latin explosion and butt rock. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the, it's one of the only marriages of those two big genres at the time. Did they peak in 2000, probably? The Latin Explosion and Butt Rock? Or does Butt Rock have a couple more years? I think Butt Rock has a couple more years. Yeah. And and probably Latin Explosion has a few more years, but anyway. Yeah, I think they're the both gonna, that, they're both still got a few more years to go. Yeah, I think. Yes. I wonder if this is kind of like pre-butt. Like, it's not pre-butt. It's not, not pre-butt. Pre- well, I, I wonder. I think it, the butt gets a little beefier <laughs> as as time oh, goes yeah, on. Oh, yeah, but we're in the butt. We're not outer butt. Sure. This is, this is in the butt. Speaking of all those things, uh, <laughs> next is What a Girl Wants. Before you jump into the next song, ge- <gasps> guess what segment is back, you guys? Music news. Mute Danny. MTV, baby. Mute, Mute Danny. <laughs> Mute Danny, apparently. <laughs> Oh, Mute Danny. Apparently that's the other name of this segment now, Mute Danny. Uh, but no, it's when I read all the music news that is available on the Year in Music page on Wikipedia. Um, oh, and Wikipedia was up for you too? Yes, Wikipedia was working for me. I don't know what's going on, Dave. I think you got hacked. I think you were part of like the Facebook shutdown and Instagram shutdown right. today. Because I think Dave didn't donate to Wikipedia. Right. And so they, yeah. they're like, oh, is it like a members only yeah. site now? Throttling his privileges. <laughs> yeah, I donate millions every year to Wikipedia. <laughs> I donate my time by editing. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm not privileged. I didn't donate money because I'm poor. <laughs> Damn, you really owned us. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Guess what? I'm poor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> January 1st in New York City, United States, Ooh. at precisely midnight, Prince celebrates the start of the final year before the new millennium by playing his anthemic 1999 and what he vows is the song's oh, finale. So it's kind of 99 and 2000 news crossover. It fell into January 1st, so I'm including it. Um, yeah. You also have January 11th. A few things happen. Gary Glitter is released from jail. Uh, oh, two months. I didn't know he got released. Two months before his sentence for downloading four thousand pornographic images of children, it says children ends on Wikipedia. It says children ends. Oh my god! Um, I always like to you know strictly go by news on Wikipedia and music news for the year because the selection process of what they qualify as the biggest music news is yeah. always so great. Um, and you're going to see like later on, like, especially like some of the stuff that they chose, like certain albums coming out. Like it's always very funny. The selection process for what's the biggest music news of the year. Uh, also in January 11th, Sharon Osbourne quits as manager of Smashing Pumpkins after only three months. Whoa. Whoa. Did not know that. I'm assuming it's the Sharon Osbourne we all know, I, I, unless it's a different person named Sharon Osbourne. I mean, it's, I'm, but yeah, apparently she was the manager of Smashing Pumpkins. In a brash 
press release, she announces she had to resign, in quotes, for medical reasons. Billy Corrigan was making me sick. And um, in shittier news, Whitney Houston is caught with 15.2 grams of marijuana in her bag at a Hawaii airport. She boards her flight to San Francisco before police can arrive to arrest her. Ugh, so stupid. Um, 52 grams? No, 15.2 grams oh, 15. of marijuana. Okay. Oh, yeah. Who cares? If, if Who that cares? was this year, they'd be like, party on, Whitney? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then January 14th, Rolling Stone reveals that the two children of Melissa Etheridge and her partner, Julie Seifer, were fathered by David Crosby. That's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah. Pretty uh, Very interesting cool. stuff. Cool. All right. So, next is a, a returning artist. Uh, hit number one in, number, in, in 99. This is What a Girl Wants by Christina Aguilera. Uh, also, number two, or two weeks on the chart. Produced by Guy Roche, co-written by Shelley Pekin, who, if you look at her songwriting credits, it's in, it's insane. Like going back, Natalie Cole, Celine Dion, Taylor Dane, Expose, The Finals, Meredith Brooks, Bitch, and Sync. Like, oh, cool. So many, so many songs. Um, so just like a um, major songwriting and production team. But Christina, I think, also had a little bit of a songwriting credit on here. A very small contained one. <laughs> Um, there was a movie What a Girl Wants I think came out around the same time probably I think uh, Amanda, yeah, Amanda Bynes I, I wrote that down Amanda too Amanda Bynes right oh, oh I'm sorry is it, Amanda, is it Amanda Bynes It is Amanda Bynes It comes out in 2003 ah. The movie I thought you were, you were mentioning Was the Mel Gibson supernatural romantic comedy What, what Women, women Want <laughs> This is the same year And actually it was used in that film but a very zeitgeisty thing going on. What girls want, what women want. It's the turn of the millennium. It's a different age for, for female energy. And this is another interesting thing. She um, had a number one hit last year. And now she has one in, so far in this year. But Britney Spears, spoiler, nowhere to be found. Yes. At the top of the charts. And we kind of think of Britney as like the bigger pop star, but right now I'm seeing Christina as having more of a hit. Yeah. Oops, I Did It Again comes out this year, nowhere to be found on the number one songs, which is which is wild to me. I don't like it. That, that song yeah. and video were everywhere. Huge album, not a number one song. Yeah. Very, very Not next year either, I don't think. This bridge. Yes, I want to talk about this bridge. Into the bridge. The bridge is cool. So this is one where, like, not that I'm surprised by how well constructed this it is, part. but Hold on. it's it's Carnivaly, Jordan Knight. Yep. Same era. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So like when I heard this back, I wasn't like shocked by how you know well constructed it was, but it was more constructed than I thought it was going to be. For sure. Like I, I always kind of knew that like this, this stuff sounded good, but um, yeah, there's a lot going on in this production. Like, really nice layered harmonies, nice, nice arrangement, cool little flares. I like it. And she's not doing too much. Like she gets pegged a lot for like overdoing the riffing. I mean, it's a lot. Believe me, it's a lot. But yeah, it's not. It's still melodic, at least. It, you know, it's not just 
running for run's sake yet. Genie in a bottle, it wasn't clear that she could slay the way that she can slay. This song, it becomes right. a little more clear. They're like, okay, she's, it's she's like very good. Uh, it's not a fluke. You know, Genie in a bottle yep. was just, you know, cool, kind of chill pop song. This one, you hear her doing it. Yeah. Um, and then I think even more so in the other song by her. Um, yeah, the other song, even more so, that's later this year. I think even more kind of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's it's very mature vocals for her age. And um, yeah, it's, it's like definitely like in the tradition of Mariah and Whitney. Oh, yeah. You can tell she's clearly influenced by those mega singers of the of the 90s that we covered. Uh, in her former with seasons, the, but like you said, with like a youth touch, I feel like like it feels a little bit more cutesy. Not to diminish, it doesn't sound that cutesy to me. I feel, I feel like it's more in line with what they're doing. She has like kind of like a sounds older than her age vocal sound to me. She does, yes. I guess the yeah. so, I guess the song I doesn't gonna, sound. I guess maybe as more subject cute, matter cuter, cutesy, guess, yeah. title cutesy. Vocal, mature. Mature, yeah. Um, so uh, more news. While this is uh, number one on the charts for two weeks in January, uh, January 18th, Spencer Goodman is executed by lethal injection in Huntsville, Texas for the 1991 kidnap and murder of the wife of ZZ Top manager Bill Ham in 1991. <laughs> oh, my God. Music news. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So, okay, wait, wait, don't say it again. Don't say it again. ZZ Top's manager's wife was murdered by this person. Yeah, Spencer Goodman. Right. Yeah. Um, like nine years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's finally getting the death Hitting penalty. Music news. And, uh, yeah, and, and music news. Bill Ham is present at the execution. He's there. Wow. Yeah. Any other members of ZZ Top present for the execution? Uh, I think Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Honor, honorable uh, member of ZZ Top. Yeah. Um, Honorary, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, from January 21st through February 6th, the Big Day Out Festival takes place in uh, Australia and New Zealand. I always like when they talk about the music festivals happening. That's uh, a common theme in the music news. It was a beheading with... <laughs> a guitar like how they're called the axe sometimes I don't know <laughs> it was a beheading with an axe but not the axe you're thinking the guitar you're still punching up the last you, news you story the last, you, you're <laughs> yeah. referencing the last oh, I didn't even yeah. it took me a second to really think about what you were doing oh you're talking about <laughs> it was, sorry that's really insensitive and I uh, I um well, no, he he murdered her. Oh, true. He's a he's a bastard. Yeah, cold blooded. So <laughs> lethal injection of rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they just ZZ Top just played live until he died. <laughs> they plugged him in. <laughs> They're like playing well dressed man and just shocking him. Oh, okay. Like that. That would be pretty cool, actually. <laughs> That'd be a cool way to die. But that would... Oh, they should have got... That would have been like an ACDC yeah. thing. <laughs> right. It's, more, it's definitely more ACDC than ZZ Top. Yeah, they but, uh, they play and like... It, but like the cables are like all touching like water and shit. And like they put him... Yeah, I don't know. So, something like that yeah. where he would die, but ZZ Top wouldn't. So speaking of ACDC, Australia, 
Dan. Thank you. The Big Day Out Festival, Australia, New Zealand, headlined by Red Hot Chili Peppers and Nine Inch Nails. Mr. Bungle are originally named in the lineup, but are kicked off due to an ongoing dispute with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh. Hmm. About who invented like the white boy rap <laughs> yeah. metal funk Yeah, thing. who's the best California metal funk band? Who's <laughs> <laughs> leasing her also raps. <laughs> right. I don't know Mr. Bungle. I don't, I don't listen, know what that is. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty wild. It's Mike Patton who has been like what are Faith No More? Okay. And then he's he's like very prolific and like always involved uh with stuff. He's an interesting dude. It's a very 90s sounding um, artist name or band yeah. name, Mr. Well, Bungle. Yeah. it sounds like it's like Primus adjacent, like very Definitely. Like, oh cool. Mr. I'd probably like, like it then. And like Tool, like Keenan uh whatever his name is. Keenan Ivory Ivory Yeah, Wayans. Keenan Thompson. Um, <laughs> lead singer of Tool. Keenan Ivory Wayans. Yeah. <laughs> Are you done with the news? Yeah, that's it. Let's move on. Okay. Next, we're going back to the garden. Savage Garden. Uh-huh. I knew I loved you. Uh, for three weeks on the chart. Well, four, but it. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. I knew I loved you. Previously had a number one hit with Truly Madly Deeply. Upon work on this album, I guess the label approached the two guys in Savage Savage and Garden and said, uh, you don't have a love ballad on this album. We need you to make another Truly Madly Deeply. Right. And they were like, you can't do that. Like, you can't replicate it. And so, like, out of spite, they just did this in, like, what they say was, like, 40 minutes and just spat it out and got another number one hit from it. Wow. So the the manager was right. Yeah. And even lamer somehow. Yeah. This one's even lamer. You think this one's lamer than the other kind one? Kind of, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I, I like the other one more. Interesting. Um, Brandon, your lame, your lame dar is off, man. <laughs> your lame dar is off. Yeah, you got to fix your lame dar. You know what it is? I think I get really won over at the end of this song when he's kind of like oh, yeah. falsettoing. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, he kind of like wins me over. Interesting. I didn't... I totally thought that this one was much more palatable than Truly Madly Deeply. It reminds me of that Daniel Bedingfield song. Same vibe. Same, same vocal tone, 100%. kind of. Like, yeah. I've always associated those two guys... Because even some of this guy's later like solo stuff was like at the same time as Daniel Bedingfield. Right. What's that Daniel Bedingfield song? Uh, uh, if you're not the one. All right. Right. Yeah. Well, and then this guy has Insatiable, which is like a like another like slow ballad like that. Okay. Yeah, I wrote down great key change. In this song? Yeah, it's kind of it is kind of a great moment at the end. Yeah, I do like that moment. <laughs> It becomes. It gets. I like this part. Becomes very Disney. Kirsten Dunst in the video. Um, ah, okay. <laughs> this fucking song. <laughs> Wait, right here. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, it's great. Nice job, guys. It's too lightweight for me. 
Uh, I like a lot of like lame, che cheesy sounding songs, you know, that are s so soft. This is too fragile for me. <laughs> it's like too anemic. Uh, it's like it needs to eat a little bit. It's sickly. It's yeah. almost like sickly we weakling. Yeah. Too too much. Oh, yeah. It's for me. They should it, this should be anemic garden. Like Savage Garden is way it's not not an appropriate name. Nah. No. Savage Garden also featured in our board bills, uh Chicka Cherry Cola. Yeah, that yeah, their song. Ugh. That song actually makes me feel sick. Yeah. It was a quick exit, I think. Did it lose right away? Probably I think so. Can't remember in the tournament. That song was one of the strongest, like, oh, I like this as a kid. Now I think it's shit. Right. I don't mind the song. I don't like it that much, but I, I, I can tolerate this song. Yeah. I thought Truly, Madly, Deeply was a, a lot more, like, saccharine and, like, heavy-handed. Like, this is a little bit more just kind of, like, I don't know, flippant and whatever to me. You think this is flippant? I can huh? still laugh laugh at this. That's why, like, I don't hate it. I guess I kind of laugh at. I kind of chuckle at them and like their sound and that's fair. And how lame it is, like, <laughs> yeah, like that type of thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no no hatred. Um, but yeah, one love. But watch yourself, Savage Garden. Like you're close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're gonna be seeing yeah, it anymore. Yeah, I think I, I, yeah, I, I think yeah, that's it. I think yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah. Two and through. Some people are one and done. They're two and through. That could be a fun thing too, just like to be like, I wonder who like we're saying goodbye to on the way. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna say goodbye, Savage Garden. I'm gonna say that this is will be the last time we see you, but who knows? But not this year, huh? But not this year, date wise. Mm -hmm. If you look at the dates, date wise, dates. If oh, you look at okay. The dates. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Uh, do you have any news? Or are we moving on? I have news after every single song, so oh, it's gonna Jesus be it's gonna Christ. be it's gonna be a long show. February 9th, um, the Million Dollar Hotel. Stay tuned for our Patreon where you can buy the Danny-less feed. <laughs> Dan reads. Newsless feed. Dan reads wiki. <laughs> Fe February 9th, the Million Dollar Hotel, a film co-written by U2 lead singer Bono, premieres oh. at the 50th Berlinale. What? 50th Berlinale, the Berlin International Film Festival. That's music news because it's co-written by Bono. A film what? comes out. <laughs> And then February 11th, Diana Ross divorces uh, Arn, Arneas Jr. Arn, Arneas Jr., her husband of 14 years. Holy shit. Mm. Wait, Dave. Yeah. Okay. We, we might need to watch this movie. It was directed by Wim Wenders. Oh, wow. Like, Interesting. Wim Wenders, like one of like the great directors. Uh, Wim Wenders. Wim Wenders. Uh, Paris, Texas. Uh, until the end of the world, a movie I became really obsessed with last year. Oh, wow, I, I, Wings of Desire. I can't believe that. Wings that of is desire. interesting. I want to watch that now. I'll watch it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Let's watch it. Maybe we could feature it on a format we're potentially doing where we watch movies associated with uh, the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Dan and Brave Movie Club. Yeah. We watch movies that have been referenced at some point in, <laughs> in the show. Okay, okay, wait a second. I'm sorry. I got to say one more thing about this movie. Okay, starring Jeremy Davies uh, from Lost, D Dan. Uh, okay, yeah. You know, our, fa our favorite guy. Um, Mila Jovovich, Mel Gibson. Resident Evil. Jimmy Smits, <laughs> and oh. Peter Storvere. Wow. There we go. Wow. Got to watch it. Got Smits, and it's got Vin Vendors and Bono. 
and Tim Roth. Gotta watch it. Wow. Gotta watch it. I'm in. Oh, Tim Roth. V- it's, sorry, it's it's Vim Roth. Vim Roth. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Sorry to correct oh. you again. See? Had I not see don't stop I'm complaining sorry. about the music news because you C- get oh. great stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the next song. Um, Please. Oh, is this the one you didn't know? Is this your discovery? You guessed correctly. This is the one. Me too. Thank God I Found You, Mariah Carey, featuring Joe in 98 Degrees. Which uh, I'm one... shocked I didn't know this, by the way. How could I not know this with these three people? These three artists. Yeah. Produced and co-written, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lou. They're back, obviously. Never really go away. Um, Produced, written, or shittened. So I think it's uh, subpar for those for these two. So yeah. they were sued by Escape. Huh? Um, they were sued by Escape because the chorus is like pretty similar. Um, oh wow! What song? Uh, it was like an a album cut on one of their like later albums. Uh, okay. Wait, who's Escape? Do we cover Escape? Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, song about. in the tournament. Um, we, we mentioned them. I don't know if we ever played them. I think on bonus bills, I played okay. one of the songs. Got it. Um, yeah. That makes sense. But uh, yeah. the chorus is, um, it's kind of similar. It went through like many different court cases and finally they settled. Um, but yeah, it's it's a little it's a little throwaway. Yeah, it's not sticking at all, this song. Really. They tossed it off. They wrote it at midnight, I, I heard. Midnight <laughs> writing session. They're probably so tired. They just did this in like three minutes because it's like probably muscle memory song, you know? Like there's no feeling to it. And um, Dan, I don't remember this at all. And I have a feeling I won't remember it after this experience is over. Same. Uh, a return to the show for all three artists we've covered in some way, whether it's yeah, whether it's board bills or the tournament. How great is that? He just goes by Joe. That's so funny. I know. It is. It's bold, yeah. Joe. I don't need a surname. Yeah, why not? The most common name out there. That's it. Nothing more. Yeah, Mariah Carey has her reign in the 90s with all the hits and the number one hits. And then she puts out this shit. It's a carryover. It's like riding her popularity. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Because she has good stuff still to come. Also, um, what was this, like Christian Rock? Thank God. <laughs> Who is she? Amy Grant? She's trying to be the new Christian on the charts? <laughs> I don't like it. We need the separation of pop and, and church, as I always say. <laughs> church and pop, sorry. Uh, church and chart. This was inspired by Carrie's boyfriend at the time, singer Luis Miguel. Okay. Which I, I didn't know they were together. Yeah. Big in the Latin world. That's it. Yeah. I don't really have anything to say. All right. I can share music news. It's whack. Um, I, I wouldn't call it whack. I think it's just nothing. Sorry. It's not even whack. It's ignorable. It's like... It's inoffensive. Yeah. Inoffensive. It's... Just... It's, it's... Yeah. The absence of something. Yeah. <laughs> so February 23rd is the 42nd annual Grammys. Um, this is where Santana wins a record eight Grammys in one night, tying Michael Jackson, who Damn. won eight in 1984. And Super- Supernatural, his album, won- wins album of the year. 
and record of the year and song of the year. Smooth, you know, wins a bunch of stuff. Christina Aguilera wins best new artist, which is pretty cool. Hey, um, not Brit. Not Brit. <laughs> not Brit. <laughs> it's the U.S. Grammys. No. <laughs> um, and then February 24th, Italian motorcycle manufacturing company Aprilia wins a lawsuit filed against the Spice Girls over a sponsorship deal that fell apart when Jerry Hollowell left the group. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. That was Brit. That was Brit news. Um, <laughs> yeah. Italian, but well... Really fucking Italian. Actually, it's really it's more fucking Italian news, really. Britain, it's. I think Brits say. I think it's offensive. They say uh, the eye, bloody eye ties, the eye ties, <laughs> eye ties. Yeah, Italians, the fucking eye ties. Okay, we can move on. Okay, so we got a little bit of business here. That was this is going to be this is a uh, an interesting uh, occurrence on the chart. We have a a, a Grover Cleveland uh, for. You know, long-time listeners of the show will know this, but for any newcomers, uh, Grover Cleveland was a president who then wasn't president and then became president again. And so that's what happens on this chart. We have a song, Savage Garden. It was number one for three weeks. Then Mariah Carey bumped that garden out, killed the garden, and now uh, garden's back for one more week, but then get bumped out by Lone Star. Amazed. Wow, Mar- Mariah's kind of like a um, winter. Yeah, a frost. Frost, a frost, or a a a a, a pest, a, a an infestation. Okay, that you can go that route too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to play the version of the song that charted in the year 2000. So this is "Amazed by Lone Star." This is the pop remix, which we'll we will get into the differences. We'll play a little of the original too. Yeah. So the song came out in ninety nine, uh country hit, and then went through a bunch of different remixes, re I don't know if straight re recordings, but this version is much different than not much different but when i when we listened to these songs and i listened to the country version i would my memory was like what right not what this song sounded like totally biggest difference is sweeping strings which is a common uh, a common thing in this like rock quote unquote like landscape that's about to happen in the next couple of years like really big sweeping emotional strings Different drums too. Harder drums, right? More lush harmonies. Yeah. Like the, the harmonies are a little less twangy. They're more lush and and full. This. Yeah. That's different. That's different. This is what's missing in the country version, and that's what I was like. This chorus doesn't feel yes. as big for some reason. That's those it. piano hits are not yeah. there with the strings. Essentially, what it sounds like they did is they want they made it more. I don't want to miss a thing. Yes, five hundred percent. That's hundred percent. Yeah, they went need to go more Aerosmith. <laughs> I didn't realize they were a country band. Like, or I didn't realize it was like this was a country song. Um, like at the time, kid. right? Like I didn't think of it like, oh, he he's a country guy. I thought it was like a kind of more in the the rock ballad, more of a rock ballad here. Yeah, I get that. I I think I always felt it was a little country because the way he says amazed. You can hear Makes it. Sense. Like you can hear it. Amazed by, like by. <laughs> right. There's a twang, but the yeah. music is not country. I guess. Right. Say. 
This song was humongous. I remember, he, I remember hearing this every all the time. This is such a big song. And for a long time, like I had to sing, I, I had to sing this shit at like events, like <laughs> many times. Oh my god, and I hated it. I say, I think I sang it at a funeral. I think one time. Oh, fun! Oh my god. So it really put the fun in the funeral. Should we put the country version on for a little bit? Let's put the country version on. For yeah, let's do that. Blue Jean Davey. Oh hey yeah. I love the album name, Dave. Do you love the album name? Lonely Grill. <laughs> I like that. Every time um, speaking of names, it's funny uh, that their band name is what it is because Lone Star was also the rating many music critics gave the band's album Lone Star. <laughs> One. That's it. it sucks. JK. I actually like it. Never knew this band name or artist name ever. Lone Star. That's the only reason I knew they were a country band, because I knew they were called Lone Star. Okay. So, from Texas. So wait, Dave, you said you like this, right? Is it you just say you like this? Yeah, I like it. I think it's I think it's a good song. The, this version? I just want to make the Lone Star joke. Or either version. I think just I like it, both. I, like I think it's more, a good actually. yeah, I think it's a, I think this I like much more, but I think it's a good song. I think it's just like Yeah, this is something that Maybe good. Maybe normally look at her hook. Maybe normally I would hate a little bit, but I don't feel that way. I, I like I when I was a kid I remember probably feeling like, like a hook factory indifferent. <laughs> a hook factory. And now I'm upgraded to like so I do like hits. this. I forgot that those piano hits are there. It's just much more pronounced with the strings in the bigger version, and there's more slide guitar in, that, in this version, obviously. Okay, there's like no slide guitar in the air one, right? Yeah, it's like heavy guitar, yeah. I hate. I think I resented it so much because I had to sing it, and so I was like, oh, this is so lame. It is very recitally. It is kind of recitally. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Like, which I thought maybe Dave would kind of hate it because of that. Because Dave typically hates recitally songs like Hero. I hate Mariah Carey. Hero so bad. Yeah. But this song, I never thought of it as a recital song. I mean, that's why. I, I never saw it in the context of a recital. I only knew it as a radio jam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while this is number one, can I go into music news, Brandon? Or did you have something else? Yeah. Um, no. March 6th, Foxy Brown is injured in a car accident in Brooklyn. Damn. In which her car hit a fence. Police discovered that Brown was driving with a suspended driver's license and order her to appear in court in April. Brown's license was suspended for failing to appear in court for a parking violation. So, uh, sounds like a lot of bullshit. But on March 7th, see, this is a great example of the choices this the people on the, who edit this page make. On March 7th, Heavy metal band Disturbed released their debut studio album, The Sickness. And <laughs> <laughs> music news. That's a big deal. It's a big deal, man. Okay. For meme, for meme hard rock bands yeah, of the future. True. And I definitely had this album. March 11th. <laughs> uh, here we go. 311 holds their first 311 day concert at Tower Records. 311 day. In yeah. uh, the French Quarter. Oh. The French Quarter of New Orleans. Yeah. 311, never forget. And <laughs> March on March 13th, Blink-182 and their European tour early after guitarist-slash-vocalist Tom DeLonge and drummer Travis Barker succumbed to strep throat. Oh, no. Yeah, so... Uh, can't imagine what Tom DeLonge sounds like during strep throat. You know what he sounds like normally. Strep throat? <laughs> it's got to be pretty weird. 
It probably actually just goes back to like normal. Yeah, it fixes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. Great. Great stuff. Uh, next up is another returning artist on the chart, chartered in 1999. This is Destiny's Child with Say My Name. This is three weeks on the chart. This was one of the videos I remembered the most. This is where, like, there are all these little vignettes in these solid color rooms, and they're wearing the color of those rooms, and then, like, the rooms start sliding, and, like, so, like, the white stuff goes into the blue room, the orange room, and they're wearing these outfits. This was the first version of the new lineup that included Michelle, and then the fourth one that I I do not remember her name. Okay. Um, but oh. this is... Oh really? Yes, this is. I believe it's the first one with the four with with that lineup. Oh, I thought that was the next one. No, there's four, four of them here. Michelle and Kelly are here, plus that other the other one, and then she leaves obviously after that. Gotcha. Were, were there there were four with Bills, 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 but it's a different lineup. Yes, I believe Michelle was not there then. Okay. Um. So, the producer of this song came to them with this song with a very different beat that was described as like two-step UK garage and then they hated the beat redid it make it like this but I would really love to hear that version that's uh cause Dark Child Dark Child's big time producer in this era right is that the producer of this um I didn't write that yeah, down I think it's Dark Child cause he says it at the very beginning Dark Child oh, okay. yeah he says Dark Child that's um it's almost like a Timbaland thing yeah very, yeah, big producer throughout, I think, this whole decade. Yeah, and uh, You Rock My World, Michael Jackson, Dark Child, among a ton of other you know, big hit songs. I remember that. Yeah, Destiny Child, I mean, I mean, this was just girls our age. I mean, just loved this. I liked it, too. I mean, it's a great song. Uh, but it was just especially just great for girls. I just remember girls going nuts over, over, over this. And the other, and like the Christina and Britney, obviously, but yeah, say my name. Um, well, this song, yeah. I think, more than some of the other bigger songs that we're talking about here, it's weird. It's like it felt fresh to me because I haven't listened to it, but also because the say my name has been kind of memeified in a way. Like I feel like over the time that has lingered. Like just say my name, you know, like when everyone says that phrase. Like someone right. will like say same name like yeah. that, but like I hadn't like thought about the verses or anything in a long time. This song never left my consciousness. Right, the, I, the whole song is so like memorable. Definitely, to me. but I just want to make a correction. I'm sorry. The next song is with Michelle Williams singing. This is a song, the first song with Michelle Williams in the video. She's in the video, right, right, right. She doesn't sing on the song better. Okay, uh, I gotcha. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because I think Beyonce does all of the solo stuff. I think I think it's Michelle Williams in the video, Michelle Branch on the song. <laughs> right. I think that's what it is. That is what yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. It's so highly rhythmic. It's like very. I, I feel like it's like it's R&B with a way more hip hop induced cadence melodically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I love the, yeah. the fast, like, yeah, so it's good. awesome. And and from the, the jump, they were always, like, on the uh, tired of his shit tip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always, like, been, like, very pro-female empowerment. 
that's the theme of all their songs oh, yeah. from the from the get go. For sure. Oh yeah. Great. Um, all right, let's go back. Great. Go back to music news. Um, so while this is number one for three weeks in March and beginning of April, March twenty first, In um, Sync rises to superstardom after the fast paced sales of their second studio album, No Strings Attached. So they're, uh, we're going to talk about them in a, in a bit. March 24th, after violating a prior probation agreement by getting drunk, Old Dirty Bastard is ordered to undergo a 90-day diagnostic evaluation at the California Institute for Men in Chino, California. So uh, tough times for ODB. April 1st. Oh, man. Okay. Ted Nugent angers Hispanic groups in Texas. After onstage remarks he makes during a concert at the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion, in which he says that those who did not speak English should get out of America, he is banned from the venue as a result. Nice. Ted Nugent. Good guy. April 4th, Mick Jagger attends the opening of an arts center named after him at Dartford Grammar School in Southeast England. Dave? Figured you'd like that because it's art and Mick Jagger. Great. And it's Brit, and, oh. it's, and it's British, yeah, <laughs> okay. all three. And then April sixth, you have Sean Colvin, James Taylor, Cindy Lauper, Richard Thompson, Sweet Honey, Elton John, Cassandra Wilson, <laughs> Winona Judd, Katie Lang, Brian Adams, and Mary uh, oh Chapman God. Carpenter all die. No, they, they. Pr- Oh my God! <laughs> they, they, they perform in New York as as part of a tribute oh. to Joni Mitchell. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, very nice. Why? Just for fun? It's a tribute to Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Any just, special occasion? I don't know. Yeah. Just for fun. Just reading what Wiki says. Not. I don't look it okay. up any further. Okay, coming up next is the Santana featuring the product G and B with Maria Maria, 10 weeks on the charts. Uh, and of course, we all know that this song, its namesake, uh, then Santana opened five restaurants called Maria Maria um, after the song. We all know that. Uh, great, great music fact. you think there'd only be two. With the, yeah, I don't <laughs> um, What did I want to say? Oh, I wanted to say the sustain on his guitar is like insane. I never really noticed that in the in like the lick, like the like the electric lick. Just in his style, like he he sustains for so long, it's like very clingy, and I never noticed it. He wanted to make his guitar sing, cling, <laughs> cling. Yeah, cling. Love the DJ Khaled song that samples this with uh, Rihanna. Love it. Uh, Great song. Wild thoughts. Wild thoughts. I think it. I think it does it better. I think it takes the song and makes it like its final form. I don't disagree. I, you know, it's Rihanna, so I mean, it's hard for me to not love it. Um, yeah, I would have liked Brandon here for this. He just disappeared. He went to the bathroom. But I like this better. I, and at the time, I liked it better too than Smooth. I was always more into this one. What do you think? Me too. I always love this one. I was into this one at the time for sure. Like I remember like singing it. You know what's kind of interesting? What? So Wyclef Jean produced this. The people who sing on this on this song are like his proteges, I believe. But 
Wyclef designed the guitar riff around the underlying melody in the Wu-Tang Clan song, Wu-Tang Clan Ain't Nothing to Fuck With. Do you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. Oh, cool. This guitar part right here is based off of that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, so the product G and B is a duo. Didn't know that. I've always thought it was just like this singer, just one person named the product G and B. It is a duo. Asso- like you said, associated with Wyclef. Brandon, I was saying I've I always like at the time and now I like this more than the other than Smooth. So I like this song a lot. Right now, aside from played by Carl, like from that moment on, I like it bothers me. But I I love this guy's voice and like I'm into the rest okay. of the song. I don't like the lick. I hate I kind of the lick kind of drives me a little crazy. The lick, yeah. You would like a lickless mix. A lickless mix, yeah. The guitar part, but that's like such a huge standout of this song. I think I was kind of with you for a few years, but I think I like it's, it. The, the Rihanna song made me like the riff, right? I guess. Yeah. Okay. And it makes it cheesy that he's like played by Carlos Santana, like he says it in the song, and then he plays a riff. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind that riff, but I don't like the little Spanish guitar licks throughout the verse. I like them better. But I like the song. Like I like the song. I like the melody. I think Santana should just play that main lick and then chill out and sat back for the rest of the song. Sure. Do you want him to do his like? Uh, do you want him to do that part still? Yeah. Is that him? I didn't know that was him. I, yeah. I mean, in the video, he does that. Oh wow. So I think that's. I always thought it was him doing yeah, that. Yeah. I like that part. I always like that part too. So yeah. In terms of um, this year, the most weeks. This is the biggest song in terms of most weeks at number one. Not the biggest song of the year. I don't want to reveal that until the end of the season because that'll that'll come up in our uh, the season. Season? Well, at the end of yeah, because we go to the what's the biggest non-number one? Oh, at the end of the season, right. we reveal right, right, that right, right, at right, the right, end. Right, so right, I don't right. want to talk about that. Do not say. Can't it. reveal yet, but that's never happened. Where the biggest song is a non-number one, like big. It's the biggest hit of the one. year. It's a crazy. Oh, oh, it's a non-number wow, one. A non-number one is technically the biggest hit, like commercially, of the year, Damn. which is crazy. Okay, I love that you're teeing that up because we get we get a little bit of a payoff next. I know you have some news to read, but the next song has probably the most interesting Billboard fact oh. that I've found since doing Didn't this. Didn't know show. that, but I'm excited because the next song mm. rules. Okay, so a lot of news because it is ten weeks. So uh, if you guys want to like. Take a quick nap. Take take a quick nap. You know, nap. Speaking of speaking of nap. Speaking of nap. Napster. (laughs) April twelfth. Metallica. We've been really guys. We've been been, listeners. We've been really into Metallica lately. Uh, (laughs) Talking a lot about Metallica. We saw the doc. We rewatched the uh, the documentary. um, Some kind of monster. Some kind of monster, and it was very stock. It's a big line in the duck. Anyway, Metallica on April twelfth files a lawsuit files a lawsuit against the peer to peer service Napster, as well as Yale University, University of Southern California, and Indiana University. Hell yeah, baby! 
For, oh yeah, for uh, copyright infringement, Yale and Indiana are later dropped from the suit when they block access to Napster on campus computers. <laughs> um, so yeah, big big times for uh, Indiana. Um, they fire Bobby Knight around the same time too. It's a big Indiana year, two thousand. Uh, um, April twenty fifth, new metal band Papa Roach releases their second studio album, Infest. <laughs> Infest. Yeah. Um, Big album. All right, May 1st, a $1.8 million civil lawsuit is filed against Neil Young in Los Angeles Superior Court by a former Village Voice writer. The lawsuit charges that Young broke an agreement to have a biography written about him when he blocked the book's publication. So, uh... Oh. uh, They put out a bio, and Hmm. Neil didn't like it. Um, May 5th, Rald Stitt. Stitt. Undergoes an hour-long throat operation at Cedar Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles to remove a growth on his thyroid, oh. which turns out to be benign. Oh no! Turns out to be benign, but uh, he got it removed. Okay. Got ahead of it. Nice job, Rod. Um, we love you, Danbury Presents. Hope you listen to the show. <laughs> May sixth, nice Rod. Rod, nice Rod. May sixth, John Mellencamp receives an honorary Doctor of Music degree as a commencement speaker for Indiana University's class of two thousand. <laughs> What? No way. Yeah, he lives to in Indiana University. He lives in Bloomington. Uh, news yeah. items. Yeah. Two. Two on this stupid wiki page. Because during I, this reign of Maria Maria. Yeah. I can't believe that. Because I edited it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, May seventh, Westlife releases their 2000 debut album with the release of their Billboard number one hit single, not in the U.S. Swear it again. As the group's first and only single to have charted in the U.S. Mm. Now that's just made up. Because we're looking at the number one <laughs> list. Okay. Oh, okay. Charted, it char- but not it charted. Number one in the U.K. Uh, okay. May 13th, 45th Eurovision Song Contest Final held in Stockholm's Globe Arena is won by Denmark's Olsen Brothers. <laughs> Olsen Brothers. Uh, wow! And, and the song "Fly on the Wings of Love." Are they um, also Olsen twins? I don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> Could be related. Um, <laughs> God, there's so much shit I left in here. Okay, Dickie Betts is kicked out of the Allman Brothers band and replaced with Warren Haynes. Oh. So it's replaced Allman Brothers in 2000. Oh, here we go. Here on out. Here on out. Really big stuff. May 16th. Prince announces he has changed his name back to Prince. Oh. Yeah. So now that his publishing contract with Warner Chapel has expired, he had been known as an unpronounceable symbol since 1993, so he's back to Prince. <laughs> um, May 24th, 50 Cent is shot nine times in Queens. This was, uh, oh, shit. Before big. he was famous. Before he was famous. But it's, but it's news, you know, now. This was a big story when he blew up. Um, after spending time in the hospital, he returns to recording and performing. May 25th, Eddie Van Halen begins treatment for prevention oh, of no. tongue cancer at the University uh, of, of Texas MD Anderson Can- Cancer Center in Houston, Texas, Indiana. No, just in <laughs> Houston, Texas. Uh, a treatment for prevention of tongue cancer. So, um, Damn, prevention. Yeah. And then May 29th. And you're talking about this was this was Kiss, Gene Simmons? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Gene Simmons. 
Uh, May 29th, Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey are named the best-selling male and female artists of the millennium at the World Music Awards in Monaco. And Yo, excuse me, Billenium. Billenium. Billenium, thank you. And June 8th, uh, Sinead O'Connor comes out as a lesbian in an interview with Curb Magazine. Hey. We love Sinead. We love Sinead. Sinead. All right. Bald icon. Now we can move on. Bald icon. Okay. So, finally on Spotify, one of the times I tried to play Aaliyah on a bonus chart was not on Spotify. So try again. One week on the chart, uh, gratefully produced and uh, by Timbaland, not by uh, the other person. Right. Um, music video has Jet Li in the beginning, randomly. Uh, from the soundtrack, uh, I think Romeo Must Die. That, right, okay, that's why it's right. Jet Li, it's from Romeo Must Die. Yes, so that is the reason that this becomes the most... Okay, the reason I said randomly is because he's not really in the rest of the video. Okay. Like, it's just, like, at the very beginning. Here, I had to, like, read a little bit to understand it. This is the first song to ever hit number one based on its airplay alone. It wasn't a single. It wasn't on an album for Aaliyah. It was only on the Romeo Must Die soundtrack. Whoa. So it only became number one based on its radio airplay significance and frequency. This is in my music news, too. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Really interesting fact. So this this sparked, I guess, talks then of like the death of the single because like you know you're not gonna buy like a CD single like that wasn't yeah. like the best medium for a single. So yeah, this was like kind of the beginning of a big you know transition in the in the music industry. Always love this song. Yeah, people started coupling up. It's the death of the single. Society's are looking down upon single people. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love it too, Brandon. It's 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 very obviously special compared to some songs on the the number ones chart this year. There's just something special about this song. It feels futuristic. Yes. Production wise. She, she always felt that way and she always was like tied to movies. You know, like she always had something True. going on with the movie industry. Like she was you know, Queen of the Damned, she had her songs with that. She was supposed to be in the Matrix. Like, just so much, yeah, everything always felt, like, really ahead of the game with her. And in retrospect, you know, obviously being aware of Timbaland and his go-to sounds, it's just so quintessential Timbaland. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, hip-hop music um, and some R&B, Timbaland is the coolest sound, like, the best producer th- at this time. Neptune's starting to emerge, like, not yet with the Neptunes. Uh, yeah, and well, Pharrell. Like not like not in a humongous way yet. Like that's a full explosion. You think so? Not true. Bonus charts. I think they're pretty side by side. Yeah, it's very yeah. The songs I remember are a couple years away for like the Neptune's explosion. But the, maybe yeah. There's bigger hits that come for sure, but they're definitely doing cool stuff in this year. There's one you're forgetting about that I'm gonna highlight on the bonus okay. chart that is like my my kind of go to Neptune. Okay, so along as put the stuff Timbaland is doing I mean, definitely compared to all the other number ones of this year, it's it's super cool. And like like you said, this is futuristic sounding. I love this sound. Um, you know, he's doing cool stuff with Missy Elliott right now around the same time too. Like the, he's just a very very good producer. I'm thinking yeah. about his, I'm thinking about his like masterclass video right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, hip hop production wise, it's yeah, it's him, it's Neptunes. Um, whatever, whoever Outcast was using, also very good production at the time too. Dungeon Family or Dungeon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That no, always, that's the name of the produ- the crew. But I forget what the name. Felt very ahead of its time too. Uh, but yeah, this song especially reminds me of Taekwondo because like one of my senseis, I was in Taekwondo at the time. And one of my senseis would play this during training at the dojo. So when I think of this song, I think of integrity, perseverance, self-control, you know, values like that that were instilled in, in, in the dojo of Taekwondo. Love that. Brian Klein's Taekwondo, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Klein. Japanese sensei Brian Klein. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it's Korean, actually. So. Korean. Okay. June. Uh, yeah, June twentieth. While this song is number one, just you know, one week uh, at number one, uh, Britney Spears begins her "Oops, I Did It Again" world tour. It's her first world tour. Mm. North America, Europe, Brazil, in support of her sophomore album "Oops, I Did It Again." The second highest grossing tour by a solo artist in 2000. Oh man, you'll never guess who she's behind. Second highest, second highest grossing solo tour by a solo artist in 2000. Do you know who's 2000? A, a solo artist. Yeah, because mm. my immediate guess was you too. Second highest grossing tour by a solo artist in 2000, only behind Tina Turner's 24/7 retirement tour. Wow. wow. Yeah. 24-7 retirements. Yeah. Cool name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, but, yeah, Timbaland, I've always, I've been obsessed with his production forever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next song. I set this last one up as my favorite Billboard fact. This may be one of my favorite just things I found in research. Did you guys find anything out about the song? I did not. Okay, great. So this is going to be a surprise. Okay, so this is Enrique Iglesias uh, with Be With You. Three weeks on the chart. More Spanish guitar licks. Enrique had Bailamos in 99. I'm not going to say the thing I was going to say until we let this sink in for a second and then we get to the chorus and then I'm going to I'm going to play something okay I uh I like this one at the time I like it now I like Enrique yeah me too yeah I like all the Enrique hits pretty much really he's yeah. a really interesting artist like in retrospect I love the voice there's so much wanting and longing and in this voice and the chorus is exhilarating it like all comes to like a a head and it's so good so powerful okay so let's 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 uh, let this chorus sink in for a second okay yeah you're so he's like longing he's like crying out yeah always yeah. son of Julio so it makes sense. Like some of the most evocative vocals in this family. Okay, so we're gonna come. I'm gonna put the song back on, but I have to. I have to play this because this is this is one of my the, my favorite things that I've ever found on the show. 
Do you know who this is? Paul Carrick. It's Mike and the Mechanics. It's Mike and the Mechanics. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. A song called "Now That You've Gone." Is it Paul Carrick? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Great call. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, share. Written by the same guys that wrote "Be With You" and share uh, believe. So they knew oh, that they. There you go. They knew that they had this great hook and chorus idea. Now that you're gone, and then they just like gave it to. They were like, clearly they just reused. Wow. Like, it's the same. It's the same thing. I was just gonna point out, right. share believe. It's the same groove. It's the same. Same writers. Yeah. yeah. Same writers. That makes yeah. so much sense. Yeah. But it was so funny because when I was looking at lists of songs that they wrote, and I saw like Mike and the Mechanics. Now that you're gone, I was like, oh, interesting. That's the same lyrics. And then I opened the song, and it was the same. Like it wasn't even in Wikipedia. Like this song is similar to. Like, yeah. Like I like just by just by the title, I was curious, and it was like the same song. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty similar. That's funny. It's funny because it's a different melody and a different like different chords, but it's the same rhythm and same lyrics, right? It it's it's very similar chord progression, now but you, it's, not, it's, not, it's not the same thing, but it's like the same like cadence. Yeah. It's the same cadence and, and same lyrics. like yeah, they plussed it up with Enrique. They just like they were like we had a good thing here, but Mike and Mechanics not the not the right uh, people for this. The melody is better too, though. It's like more, it's more powerful. Oh yeah. It's like they had a like, really good idea and improved on it. Second pass. Was the Mike and Mechanics song the same year? It was I think the year or two before. Okay. Wow. I always kind of forget forget about this song. Yeah, this is a song yeah. I haven't thought about in a long time, and it's a good one. Yeah, Enrique had a nice run. And then he had yeah. and he had some big hits like later too, like one or two. Yeah, later in life. Yeah. Tonight I'm fucking you. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tonight I'm yeah. yeah. Yeah, he always puts out good fun stuff. Uh, he was always like tabloid fodder too, because like Anna Kornikova, like club lifestyle. Jennifer Love Hewitt in a video with him. I don't know if they dated. Something with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think, yeah, something with Jennifer Love Hewitt. I don't know if it's a video or they dated. No, you're she's right. In the, she's in the music video for Hero, and Mickey Rourke plays the... Oh, yes, I remember that. That video I remember, one yeah. One of the men hunting Enrique? Okay. Wow. Can't wait to watch that. I did Hero karaoke one time. <laughs> Better Hero. No. <laughs> no, the best... The, right, Gary. No, the best hero is Spider-Man. Spider-Man Hero. Oh, that's the best that's hero. The best that hero. is the best hero. I agree with that. <laughs> uh, Although I've always been partial to Batman as a hero. Okay, but um, okay. Chad Kroger and Josie Scott <laughs> from Saliva. Yeah. No, I know. Is that the band? Saliva. Saliva. Yeah. yeah. Or, Sa- or is it Salvia? <laughs> the band's called Salvia. There was also a band called Snot. I remember that. There was Saliva it was and there's Snot. Gross then, and it's fucking disgusting now. All right. Quick music news hit. (laughs) June 30th, nine people are crushed to death during Pearl Jam set at the Rock Slide Festival. Oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. The Rock Slide (laughs) Festival is called that? It would be so funny if it was called Rock Slide Festival. It's (laughs) Roskilled Festival. I mixed mixed up Roskilled. Was killed? Oh, Ros- <laughs> Ross killed in uh, Den- Denmark. I, I was killed at Ross killed. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pearl Jam had a killer set. Yeah. Killer. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay, here is... Put on this shit. Uh, everything You Want by Vertical Horizon, number one. I mean, uh, one week on chart. <laughs> the best. Woo! Hashtag bald icon. Yeah. Yep. The guy who inspired me to shave it all off. <laughs> this song I specifically remember from compilation disc commercials. This one. Me too, kind of, but uh, I was kind of into it at the time. So, see, I, I, I clearly know this song and I'm familiar with it, but I, I never, like, listened to this. So I really didn't kind of know what was going on so this is one of the songs that is actually a little bit better for me than my memory like it sounds better it's a little bit more in the like Duncan Sheep kind of territory oh yeah totally I thought it was more like fastball or like but no they're like more uh grunge well I guess this band's are grunge too there's something different about this band I don't know what it it's is. It's like that college. It's like that college rock, but it definitely has that like Duncan Sheep like songwriting forward. Yeah, thing. that's a good call. Definitely Duncan Sheepy. But the guitar in the beginning, pretty innovative, if you ask me. It's like almost like Tom Morello esque. That one. Yeah. 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 It's true. They're uh, American Hi-Fi. Remember that band? American See, they're, they're, they're a little, I like think this. that's what I thought this was. Like, I thought it was more like pop punky, but it's not. It's a little more no. like towards fuel. It's towards fuel and Lifehouse more so than I thought it was. Yeah. This song reminds me of the, the doctor's office. <laughs> yeah, like you're sitting in the lobby. Yeah, like you have a fever, but you're sitting in the lobby waiting to be seen by your pediatrician. But I think this guy... His vocal styling is like a triple balls man blend. Because it's like Peter Gabriel by way of Michael Stipe with a dash of Billy Corgan. Oh, wow. Do you hear those voices in there? I, I hear the the smoky, sultry rasp of Peter a little bit. Mixed with like Stipe's yelpy timber and then Corgan's whininess. He knows he's part of the lineage of bald vocalists. I... I I think that's Peter Gabriel I, right there. I'm right with yes. Okay, the, the Gabriel and the Stipe. I was with you. I think the third name I wrote because I wrote down names too. I wrote Stipe and I wrote uh, Dave Matthews. My have turned. Like, oh yeah. My Dave original Matthews. my original guy was Dave Matthews, but I took him out because he wasn't as bald. Bald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although he's bald. I think you guys are more into this than I am. The chorus kind of like rips. I think it's a good tune. Good tune. Brandon called it. I, uh, it's not a dislike for me, but it's a never will listen to on my own. Never. Okay. Yeah, I think it's more of like I, I, I... My peripheral knowledge of the song was just different than what it actually is, so it was a little bit more of like a rediscovery for me. Right. Yeah? Cool. Uh, so, one week on the chart. What happened during this? Yeah. Everything you want happened. Sick band name. By the way, Vertical Horizon? No, it isn't. It's sick. It's sick. It's not sick. Um, I'll tell you what's sick. July 21st to 22nd, Oasis <laughs> plays at Wembley Stadium. Oh. That's sick. 
the first of this night is featured on the double CD and the DVD Familiar to Millions. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, now Rob Thomas is back, but with his with his pals in Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, Latin rock star Rob Tomas <laughs> is back <laughs> with his side project. Roberto. <laughs> Roberto Tomas. <laughs> He adapts really well to the style. He's usually doing the Latin thing, but he sounds good over this kind of music, too. So, Dave, am I wrong, or is that intro very Smiths-esque? Yeah, it totally sounds like a Smiths song. The uh, How Soon Is Now riff. Yep, yep. I did not remember that part or this verse at all. I only, re- I only remember the yeah. chorus. I only remember the chorus. I did not remember the verse at all. I remember the verse, but I don't remember those like sounds in there. Yeah. So as uh, so, I didn't actually say it. This is Matchbox 20. Bent one week on the chart. Yeah, July 22nd. So now Matchbox 20 has been one of the bands we've discussed on the show as being like better than we remember. Now, I'm with you guys. I didn't recognize the intro and the verse. I like them so much more than this chorus. I think this chorus is like, it's weird. It's got this like weird synth. Yeah. This weird shitty synth brass. It's so shitty. Hard. Why is that there? It's so weird. It, it, feels, it feels disorganized. Yeah. And then... And then we go back to this, and I'm like, yeah, like this is much like better. Totally agree. The, the chorus is not what I remembered it being. I remembered it being like a little tamer, I guess. I think the chorus can get bent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I like this verse. It's cool, and it's kind of a dis- kind of dangerous discovery and dangerous. Yeah. Like when when the song would start, it would kick in with that guitar part. I would get scared actually. It's 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 got like a dread. It's got like a sense of dread in it. Yeah, bad boyness. But this fucking synth in this chorus is so stupid. Yeah, the song's lyrics takes the song title metaphorically, uh, while the song's guitar line takes it pretty li- literally. Because <laughs> it bends. There are true bends in that guitar riff. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is very butt rock vocally probably perpetuated the trend more than almost anybody yeah and the thing with rob thomas is it's not funny when he does it like i think it's like it's serious i think it's seriously i think it's kind of good like the other butt rock singers are all it's all hilarious most of them like right with rob it's like i don't know you can't help but take him seriously yeah this is his life He's not fucking around. <laughs> this is his life. This is his lifestyle. I think in this uh, this chorus is just driving me crazy. Yeah, um, unwell. You're feeling a little unwell. I'm feeling a little unwell. Yeah, I'd rather listen to that. Um, I just this is one of those things where I was saying at the beginning that like I had no idea there was a synth in this chorus. Like I was like shocked to hear that. That is shocking. I agree. I I was shocked by that and it was throwing me off as well. It sounds 80s. All right, news time. Yep, one hit, because it's just one week at number one. Um, continuing from the Napster stuff, July 26th, the U.S. District Judge orders the Napster to halt 
the trading of copyrighted music among its users, essentially ordering it shut down. A stay on the injunction is granted two days later, allowing the site to continue operating for the time being. But uh, yeah, short-lived Napster. Short-lived. Well, Damn. in its original form. I mean, it still it lasted for a long time, just but it was not the same. I think, right? It was like around, like, and it, I don't know what it was for after. I think you had to pay for it, probably. Yeah, I think it's still around. Yeah, yeah. Wild, wild west era. Beginning of the beginning of the Definitely. beginning of the Wild West era of downloading music. Yeah, and it just keeps keeps going after this. All right, let's get to the good stuff now. Yeah. Here we go. Probably the most meme song. We've got a run of, all, yeah. of uh, here for the rest of the year. All songs uh, are all songs I love. <laughs> At this point, this song should be called. It's gonna be meme. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, this is gonna be meme to death. This is meme to death. This is this is memed out 101. This is NSYNC. It's it's gonna be me. It's gonna be meme. The, the best meme though is the Justin Timberlake face at the end of April. You know that meme? Well, that, that's what no, that's what I'm saying. Like this, like this is. Yes, that's what that's, that's what, we're what I'm referring to. You're referring to that specific meme? I thought you were just talking about the song as in. It's gonna be May. No, it's gonna be May. Okay. Because you, the uh, term meme gets used very loosely on this show. That's a specific meme. True. The term meme gets used yeah. a lot on the show. Well, that's why saying. I said, yeah, right. it's like meme it's 101. It's more literal. Like, it's literal like it's memes. Yeah. An actual meme that's it's been memed out. It's one of the best memes, though. I, I like it. I think it's funny. I always think it's funny at the end of April. Because Justin Timberlake's face is hilarious. The specific picture they use is very funny. That's true. But uh, it's not funny anymore. It's not funny anymore. Max Martin. This is a Max Martin piece. Um, there's JC taking over on verse two. Yep. I was saying the day before, I like forgot how extravagant this video is. This video is like, it's like small soldiers, like yeah. they're like little toys in the store. And they get, they get, they're trying to like get out. Yeah, because the album's called No Strings Attached, and it's all that yep. theme, puppet, marionette, yeah, bullshit. It's meaningless. <laughs> but just well, it's just really well produced. A lot of great vocals. Wasn't that a reference to the album uh, title, No Strings Attached? A little bit. That's the name of the album. The Marionette. In the video. What? Yeah. Like what? It's like exactly no what I attached. just said. Oh, did you already say this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said yeah. Did you? That cut out? Oh, you did say that. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I missed. I missed that part of yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's the name of the album, and that's the song video. Yes. Brandon was talking about the video. That's why I brought it up. Right. 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 <laughs> I missed the part where you you said the name of the album. I'm sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> listening back to this song. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> listening back to this song solidified that the Backstreet Boys music is better. Better. It is. Oh, yeah. Like, at it the is. time, I was kind of back and forth. This solidified it, though, especially when we listen to All I Have to Give and Quit Playing Games in My Heart and The Board Events. Those songs are so great. Like, they're so, so great. They're better yeah. than this. It's funny, though, because it's made by the same people. Yeah. Well, that first Backstreet Boys it album... It is made by the same people. The first Backstreet Boys album is not Max Martin, I don't think. It's a different guy. No, but the same group of people. It's not always Max Martin. I'm saying it's the same group of Swedish people, usually. Okay. It's like the Max that Martin camp, the camp, yeah. like, group of people. Right. The camp, yeah. From that uh, the pop music documentary where they talk about it. Yeah. This is great. This is Bob. The whole episode about Sweden was really good. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, and again, Dave, the album is called No Strings Attached. <laughs> right. If that wasn't clear. Yeah. And that's why they're kind of doing that thing in the video where they're playing. Yeah. Thank, thank you for pointing that out. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> um, t- okay. Uh, so this was number one for two weeks after a few one-weeker squeakers in a row. And during this time, on August 8th, a coalition of 28 U.S. states filed a lawsuit against the major record labels, accusing them of keeping the prices of CDs fixed at artificially high prices since 1995. Ooh, I like that. It's kind of a vague headline, though. It says, they file a lawsuit against the major record labels. All of them. <laughs> all of them. Just all, all of them. All right. Um, August 11th, Madonna, we're going to see here in a bit here. Hey. Um, gives birth. Happy birthday. Gives birth to her second child, son, Rocco, film director Guy Ritchie. Mm. Guy Ritchie is the father of uh, oh, son, right. Rocco, second kid. Rocco Ritchie. All right. Let's move on. All right, moving on. A song that always makes me think of Dan. Cisco, incomplete. Two weeks on the chart. Co-written, Michael M- Montel Jordan and Shep Crawford. Oh, cool. Uh, Shep Crawford from Nobody's Supposed to Be Here fame. Ah, amazing. Um, so, I think of Dan because... He's the only other person that I know like knew this song when when like when we talked about it. So maybe a trend that will come up this season is now that's what I call music the series. I only ever had now that's what I call music five, and that's where I knew this from. I think it's gonna be me was also on there. Oh, cool! And another one other song that we did this uh, already, but um, that's where I knew this song. I didn't have the Cisco album. And so, like, I always, like, love that he just sang his heart out on this song. <laughs> I So, I did not know this song at the time, I have to admit. Didn't learn, didn't hear this song, learn about this song until, like, years later when I started downloading music from this era and getting into R&B. Then I heard this song. Um, it's great, though. Quality R&B. Cisco is so good. Uh, Cisco leads... Lead singer of uh, yeah. Mega Group Sixco. Sixco. Sixco, yeah. Um, I don't really remember this one at all. I, it, there's a vagueness. Maybe I know the title, but something about this song is like, it's kind of forgettable to me. I don't know. I like the vocals, but I don't care about this music really. Kind of like this gospel flavored. R&B ballad, but it, uh, there's nothing that sticks out to me. It feels a little incomplete. Funny enough, like it's, <laughs> I mean, you're 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 100 right. I, I've known this song that all this time, and the only part that sticks with me is the "Without You, My Life Is Incomplete." Like everything else is just kind of like it's just going. It's not bad. It's just very. I don't know. They should have took another pass. Yeah, it doesn't feel like it has like a center of gravity. It's always just kind of like right. floating around, and then it kind of comes back to center right here. It's incomplete. And then, yeah. But incredible vocal performance. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. Good bridge. The 
Does he explode here? Yeah, he does. He's an amazing singer. Damn. Very talented. Very talented. Woo. God, he's good. He sounds like Drew Hill. Good one. That singer Drew Hill. Yeah, Andrew Hill. <laughs> I just realized it. He sounds like Drew Hill. Yeah, Andrew Hill. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good one. <laughs> I think you're not giving this enough credit, Dave. It's really great. Great performance. All right. That's fair. Um, great performance by Drew. <laughs> by yeah. Drew. Um, August 14th, outside the uh, Democratic National Convention in Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine performs a free concert protesting the two-party system. It, Ooh, hell in yeah. In a chaotic scene after the performance, police forcibly disperse the crowd and several arrests are made. That concert was sponsored by Fender and Virgin Mobile, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then August 16th, rapper Eminem files for divorce from wife Kim Mathers. Oh. Damn. <laughs> yeah. It's all Didn't work all out. this era. First I'm hearing about it. Yeah. You think it would have worked out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well... Here we go. Here is Doesn't Really Matter by Janet. She's followed us into another decade. Three weeks on the chart. Doesn't Really Matter from the Nutty Professor 2 soundtrack. <sighs> so, yeah. so good. Damn, it's so good. Kind of has an Asian influenced um, vocal melody. And I was saying before, the video is also that. It's like very anime inspired. There's like a, a robot dog. She's in like a, a, a Asian city architecture. And then there's study professor clips in the background. Get up, get up. Yeah. So uh, good. How does she do it? Every time. It's... It, this was always know. this was always one that I loved. So, yeah, going through. Did, didn't know the lyrics until last night, though. I still don't know them, and I will never know them. <laughs> yeah, that part. Yeah, we get a little little classic Janet thing right here. Yeah, that part feels like um, the post-course. There's a song. There's yeah. a song. Yeah. One of the ballads. Yeah. Maybe, maybe funny how time flies. No, no, no the one from the '90s, that poetic um, justice. Uh, oh, yeah, samples. that's it. Ke- it's Kendrick. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah Kendrick yep. sample. Yeah, anytime, anyplace. Uh, yeah, anytime, that's 100 percent it. So, going through the Janet discography, which I did, I think two years ago. Um, this album is a close. Close third to control. It's incredible. Control and Rhythm Nation. This album is right up there. Yeah. It's so good. I agree. It's so good. Um, the '90s albums are good too, but all this for one, all for you. This one is start to finish. It's the like the thing about this amazing. is it's just like it's like the highest performing, like high wire act pop music. It's like still perfect pop music, but it's so 
but it doesn't cross over to being too much going on. It's just so, it's like a high wire act of so much stuff going on. It's incredible. Yeah, and this song, interesting. Like, she has so many hits that this one almost feels like a forgotten gem to me. And it was a number one hit. Like, I never... That's part Oh, yeah, this bridge. I don't think of this song a lot when I think of, like, the big songs by Janet. Right. When I think of for when me, I think of this album, I don't. I also don't go to this song. Like I think of the couple of the others. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, this is one of her best songs. I would hear all the time at the time. Yeah, th- this was this was the one for me from this era. This part. Of the, yeah. Cool melody. Unbelievable production. Is it still oh, Jimmy man. Jam Terry Lou? Or is this my else? It is, right? Yeah. Yep, damn. Oh, it is. Okay. I think so. I think so. I think, I think, think still so. this album. Another key change. There's a lot of, um, of this album, like, yeah, a lot of, like, again. obvious sampling. I don't know a better way to describe it on this album. Like, there's yes. a couple of songs where she's just, like, it's more like. It's not a creative sample. Well, I hate to say not creative. That's not fair. But like the samples are more prominent to the songs. Yeah, to the to the point where some of the songs just sound like covers almost. Right. <laughs> like um, this one, not really though. Maybe this one's a sample of something. I, I don't know. But there's other ones. Yeah. Ah oh, man. Yeah. Kind of just listening to it at this point. It's so good. Yeah, I know. It's it it really is it's really so good. good. So glad that Janet has followed us into the new decade. Yeah, she's still she's still popping for a few years until uh, the Super Bowl kind of kills her career. Unfortunately, oh man, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. Um, yeah, you know what? That's exactly what happened because she 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 like she never recovered. The number from one that. songs yeah. disappear. Yeah. Right. Just Timberlake, enemy. Yeah, and at the time, he was not he was not seen that way. Very shitty. Um, uh, so three weeks at number one. This song, um, to kind of close out the summer. Uh, September seventh. More Rage Against the Machine news. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine's Tim Comerford is arrested for climbing on the set at MTV's Video Music Awards. I remember, I remember that. This. Yeah, I remember that. I remember his, that, after know. his band lost the award for best rock video to Limp Bizkit. <laughs> um, this is, it's a cool video that I've actually only seen for the first time kind of recently. It's the director of Rage's Sleep, Sleep, now in the Final, uh, Sleep Now in the Fire, Michael Moore, directed this video. Oh. Huh. Michael Moore suggested that Comerford was probably just bored by the show. And that's why he did that. And it also says, NSYNC performed their hit single, Bye Bye Bye, at the show. Yeah. I think I, I probably watched that live. I pro, I think I did. Because the VMAs at the time were definitely something I, I was watching. Yeah. So, well, um, yeah. Just when we think Janet's the only one that's going to be joining us in the billennium, <laughs> another... Bill's Bill's superstar is coming along. Madonna with music. Four weeks on the chart. Huge hit. 
music. Oh yeah. That, funny enough in retrospect, like I was really into the Janet song. I didn't hate this song, but I was a little bit more indifferent to this song at the time. In retrospect, the, I mean, she, it's incredible how she always was just getting these producers, like this, these people who were just like underground musicians yep. doing, like, the, the, okay, I was reading about the influence. This is Kraftwerk, this is Cameo, this is Herbie Hancock. It's like, like when you listen to all the little flourishes that are going on, it's, in, it's so freaking cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Consistently on the cutting edge. Um... Yeah, it started with Vogue. Really, well, I mean, would you call like her pop music in the '80s like cutting edge? I think like, I think some of, at first, maybe in some ways. Yeah, v- Vogue is what I think of in terms of like her really advancing like pop trend music setting. and trend setting. And this is a, definitely just another example of that. Yeah, I remember this video really well. Um, in the cab, right? Or is it a limo? Oh yeah. Limo. Yeah, with Ali G. Right. It's in the limo, yeah. And. On the uh, dance charts, this is by far the biggest hit on the uh, dance charts for the year. It's like six weeks or something. Um, Huge dance song, club song. All just like old analog synths. Like it really, once I read about the Kraftwerk and Herbie thing, like when you listen to the track just without like paying attention to vocals, it really is just that. Yeah, I always loved this song. I always thought it was so cool sounding. And this is probably my first real knowledge of Madonna? Is that true? No, maybe not. I forget. No, I guess I knew Ray of Light. But she seemed like a very modern artist still. She didn't seem like she was like an old artist to me. Right, right. When this came out, at least. And like, it's it's funny because we, we've been talking about the hip-hop sounds of the R&B stuff going on, but this is a little bit more forward hip-hop. Like, like stuff that wasn't hitting yet. Yeah. Like influence, I mean. True. Like it's not like... I just mean like in terms of the sounds. It kind of reminds me of like gorillas or. Um, uh, yes, that's a great call. Yeah, that's a really great call. Something like that, more than modern hip hop at the time. That's a really good call. Always was embarrassed when this uh, video came on and my mom was around because at the end they go to a strip club and there's just booties everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, this video is partially cartoon. Yes, they go, yeah, they're, they're going through the whole animated section. Right. She's wearing the cowboy hat, is that right, or no? Yep, cowboy hat, big fur yeah. coat. Yeah, she has like gold teeth, or no? I mean, it's a different video. Uh, she has like a big gold chain. Chain, I mean, she's a gold chain. I read that yeah. she, the reason she was inspired by this was she was at a, a Sting concert, and like how everyone was enjoying themselves, and then when he went into the police songs, like they rushed the stage even further, and they're just, just having the time of their life. And she really she thought to herself, music really makes the people come together. And that's like what made her write the song. I think it's kind of funny. Yeah, so, Dan, music news. Let's do it. We're so close to the end. Yes, um, music was the number one hit uh, throughout September and beginning of October for four weeks. So, on September 26th, Pearl Jam releases 25 live albums. 25 live mm. albums. Each taken make up for from the, a different the show. Lives that, yeah, that were lost <laughs> at that festival. <laughs> Each taken from a different show on their European tour as the initial part of the Pearl Jam official bootleg series. Yeah, I don't know about that. Okay, uh, <laughs> October 2nd, Radiohead releases their fourth studio album, Kid A, 
While highly anticipated in the lead-up to its release, the album is met with polarized responses from fans and critics as a result of its shift from the densely layered alternative rock of its 1997 predecessor in favor of electronica-tinged post-rock. However, its reputation would grow more unanimously positive over the years, eventually being regarded by music analysts as one of the greatest albums of all time. So Brandon put that one in there. And the Wikipedia page. <laughs> the Beatles released a hardcover book version of the Beatles anthology. Ooh. Cool. It went straight to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Oh. Let's move on. Next song. Let's do it. Yeah, let's move on. Come on over, baby. Christina Aguilera is back. Another four weeks on the chart. Come on over, baby, in parentheses. All I want is you. This song is Match.com Core. <laughs> Match.com Core. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here, here's, here's my attempt at a genre, Dave. Okay. Um, Sister Act Swing. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. it. The beginning felt like uh, like kind of gospel-y. Oh, totally. Like, like, but like Sister Act gospel-y. This song is like a touch too Broadway for me. There's something like yeah. kind of musical theater about it that I don't like. <laughs> it's very solid vocally, but it's too. It's, it felt. I I always felt that it was a little like out of sync with the other stuff that she had. Like it felt. Mm-hmm. It was more like Home Shopping Network or QVC. Yeah, yeah. Match.com. Match.com. Also, also had a a uh, Spanish language version. Yes. Salamente two. Yeah, it's yeah. You're, it, it, it's it sounds like we were we, we were saying like mature, like mature vocals on cutesy, but this is like a totally different type of each version of those. Like it feels more mature. Like that match.com kind of vibe. Yeah. But like the vocals are now cutesy. Like it's like the opposite kind of thing in a weird way. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not hip at all. It's trying to appeal to an older audience, it feels like. Yeah. It's not hip. Aunts and grandmas. The music behind the vocals is worse than I remember. It sucks. It's it's like lame, yeah. Like I don't I remember kinda liking this one too. But yeah. Corny. Yeah, the production is bad, kind of. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, what is this part? This part sucks. <laughs> yeah, it got worse, too. Interesting. I wasn't expecting that reaction from this song, so I remember kind of liking this one. Me, too, or, uh, I don't know. Is this like a tango part? Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Yeah. Oh, a little, a little guitar. Yeah. Reference to her own song. That was a hit earlier. That, oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, you really hear. So to spread her wings vocally in 2000. And it's weird because it's on the same album as Genie in a Bottle and Whatever It Was. Oh. It's not like this is an. It's not like it's an answer to those songs. Okay. It's it's like 
so that's why it always feels out of touch because it's weird that it feels out of touch with those songs. Maybe they're just thinking because like, we're gonna try to appeal to different a different crowd with with this song, like the album. I'm sure it's like yeah. that's what they thought. Like, and and reflection is on this album. I didn't realize that. Oh, cool. It's a good one from Mulan. Hmm. And I turn to you. Forgot that was on this album too. Oh yeah, that, I was trying to think of. I, I so, knew there was another one so I remember. Yeah. You're right, Dave. They really just kind of threw everything at the wall to see like what stuck, and like most of it did. <laughs> it's interesting that like, it references what a girl wants. Yeah. You think they thought like that's gonna be a hit? That's gonna be a hit. Like yeah. we should reference a song that people were gonna know when we released this as a single. Like I wonder if it was like they were thinking like that would be fun for the listeners. Yeah, uh, they're both singles, and right. it turns out that "What a Girl Wants" is like a number one single. So they were gambling on it being known. Yeah, well, and it well, maybe. And, I mean, but you you know what? Actually, really, you're right because looking into all this, so she's 19 when this album comes out. Okay, mm. and like you have that ain't shit. You have uh, Shelly Peekin, the one I was saying, <laughs> who wrote like all those other songs. Uh, <laughs> Diane Warren, like Diane Warren wrote songs for this. Robin Thicke. Uh, so like it, it, it felt like the <laughs> industry was just behind her on this. <laughs> Did you hear what Dave I said? didn't even hear what he said though. <laughs> he said she said she's nineteen, and Dave said that ain't shit. <laughs> God, what, what what could that possibly mean? <laughs> I didn't hear that. It's just like a stupid way to say she's young. That ain't shit. A creepy way to say it. like that's a kind of <laughs> kind of like a creep thing. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that ain't shit. <laughs> it's may as well say age ain't nothing but a number, huh, Dave? <laughs> no. You said it. I'm saying she's young. <laughs> you she's said young. it. <laughs> um, Sorry, anyway, Ryan. that entire time you were talking, I was. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just drowned out by laughing at that insane <laughs> statement by Dave. It's because it's because of uh, what's her name, who was twelve when she recorded all that shit. Monica. Oh yeah, right, Monica. right. That ain't shit. Oh, like it's like actually that's old. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Not impressed. <laughs> that's not impressive because we've 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 heard more mature voices from way younger people. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. What I was saying was that it just seems like the <laughs> industry was completely behind this. Like, because, like, you had Diane Warren, you have that other right. woman, Shelly Pekin, you have Robin Thicke, like, producing and writing. Alan Goldsmith, uh, sorry, Jerry Goldsmith. Alan Thicke. Uh, Alan Thicke. Jerry Goldsmith, like, you know, Aliens, like, fucking composer. Like, he's the conductor. Oh, wow. He's a conductor for this shit. Like, it just wow, seems like the whole, like, mix. everyone was, like, like, banding together to, like, make this happen. Yeah. Damn, it worked. Huh. huh. Anyway, Dan, news. X Tina. <laughs> not yet. Um, not yet. Right, not yet. Okay, October eighteenth, Zach De La Rocha leaves Rage Against the Machine. Oh, oh shit! Crazy ass year for them. Because they lost uh, the MTV Music Award. <laughs> yeah, he really wanted that award. Yeah, that's what they're all about—is winning awards. Um, <laughs> No, he said that the band's decision-making process has completely failed. Oh my That's why God. he left. But, you know, they reunite and 
they were at the Lollapalooza, you guys, where you guys didn't see them, right? <laughs> I, I saw, saw Brandon did for a little see bit. them. Okay. It was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. October 24th, Linkin Park releases their debut album, Hybrid Theory. Hell yeah. Um, it has reached diamond certification. Definitely. Diamond certification by the RIAA with 11 million units as of 2017, <laughs> making it the best-selling rock album of the 21st century. Whoa. Did not uh, know thus, that. Thus far. Yeah, like at that time. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It says as of 2017. Oh. Hmm. Cool. Hybrid theory. Huge. Huge. Uh, and then on the 31st, more Napster stuff, Halloween. Napster and BMG Music announced a partnership that would change the website into a subscription-based service offering legal downloads. So that's, yeah. Oh. All right. Let's move on to what, I, what I've been waiting for <laughs> my whole life. With arms wide open, Harley. by Creed for one week on the chart. Damn. One week, wow. Oh, man. And the vocals come in and I lose my shit every time. <laughs> every time. It gets me every time. This song is um, powerful. It really is, though. Right? It really uh, is. Like, it legitimately a, is amazing. It's a father-son thing. I think, right? Yeah. So, so th- these like sad but angry like rock men of this time. It's all like stuff like this, like suicide, addiction. It really is like all these like really, really emotional songs. Right. Yeah. This one feels more like hopeful or positive, though, right? Yeah. No. A lot of times they have. Yeah. There's something more like comforting about this song. Yeah. It's ar- its arms are wide open. Yeah. It's moving. It's deeply moving. It's it's Hold on, hold on, hold on. What does he say here? If I'm ready. Oh, if I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. So many words that are insane. It builds pretty majestically too. Yeah, like, it does. right? You know, it's, it doesn't rush to it. Yeah, it takes its time. It's a, and then it's like, ooh, yeah. This is a much bigger guitar here. Bang! Like, it gets southern out of nowhere. Well, the Florida, Florida is the south. They're from the Florida state. There you go. I definitely got um, a lot of dudes who who go um, ride quads or go off-roading through tough times. <laughs> you know, people that wear camo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An anthem. So anthem for them. apparently, too, this is another song that had like an additional mix with like more drums. Oh, nice! Like for oh. the for the for the radio. We're playing with mixes a lot this time. I knew this was huge, but I I would have never thought this would be a number one hit. This is cool. 
great father son lyric here. I hope he's not like me. Yeah. I hope he understands. My dad was so into this. <laughs> I mean, I always do. The father son connection right there. The, the bonding yeah. over his father son song. And this is a better mainstream Christian ballad that hit number one than the Mariah song. <laughs> and if we're going Christian versus Christian, this one takes a cake. Now, I, I think I think what's kind of impressive about this song too, aside from it being like effectively emotional, is that it doesn't have the like like that Nickelback thing of like pristine production and guitar like it does still kind of sound like a band raw playing and they're pulling it off like you know what i mean like it doesn't sound just like gl- glossy and gleamy uh like their later stuff sure. does. it still sounds like a band playing oh yeah but, and it but they still man- managed to get it to sound like pretty lush and, and stuff so it's pretty impressive very impressed yeah that's a good point actually yeah because like, I know what you mean. Like, the Nickelback production. I mean that yeah. stuff is just like it's like spotless. Like it's like it's like it's like mm-hmm. objectively good production. Not not to say that it's like tasteful in any way, but it's just like putting everything into making everything like perfect. And this just it sounds like a band playing, which I think I kind of in my mind lean not lean, but like think of like the my sacrifice stuff. Like that like the next album is much more of that that like really huge right. making it sound like multi-layered and all that stuff when this is just a little bit more raw <laughs> my sacrifice <laughs> right God. well this is their breakthrough uh, album so yeah. like this is before they yeah. were huge yeah. this is what this is what made them huge and they could afford that spotless production quality yep oh yeah um, mr clean Dan, I, I yeah, I love that part. I yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, nothing until uh, during the next songs. Rain, cool. there's news. Yeah. All right, so here is "Independent Women" by Destiny's Child. They're back, seven weeks on the chart. So really, ultimately, they were on the chart the longest total, like as a as a artist unit. Yeah. Well, is it independent women? What is the deal with parts one and two? Do we everybody look into that? Like, cause it's like, what's the difference? What is part one? What is part two? Cause that's like a thing. This song, no, actually. I don't know. Part one, yeah. that right? I don't know. But like, I'm gonna look. I think this song is both parts. <laughs> I, I don't know. Great song. Another female anthem so good yep yeah okay it's, this is the first single so the date is what you're referring to before this is the first single where michelle williams and farrah franklin are singing right but then franklin was no longer in the group when the single was released this is the same song as uh Maria Maria. Maria Maria. It's the same. Doom, the same doom, beat. Doom, doom. Yeah, the same, same freaking beat. Wow, yeah. Accurate. Doom, doom, doom. But this is better. <laughs> oh, this is Charlie's Angels. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's From Angels the soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. 
they, they, lyrically they include it. It's kind of funny. Charlie, how you angels get down like that? Yeah. Is it the first Charlie's Angels or Bill Murray? Yes. Yeah. Question. Question. I love that too. Question. Question. Question? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't. Um, okay, so there is a part two on the UK CD single. Ah. Okay. I don't know if it's a different song or not. Damn, is that is that Kelly? I think that was Michelle. Michelle, she has like kind of more of a rasp to her voice, right? Yeah. I think that was Tito. Tito writes. Who's <laughs> Jermaine? Right. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, it, it's funny that the that the Charlie's Angels references are just like directly in there. Um, all right, let's do news and then finish this up. Is this a video where they're wearing like cheetah print? They're on motorcycles, right? I think that's Survivor. Yes. What's a Bootylicious music video? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. They're like in uh, a clothing store? Trying on clothes, right? I love that song. It's that's a great song. song. I love that song, yeah. Maybe that's, maybe that's my favorite one. I don't know. Okay, so to close out the year... We, uh, while um, you know this is number one on December second, the Smashing Pumpkins played what was to be their final concert at the Metro Club in Chicago, which where we went. Who so, saw Varsity? Oh, Metro Club. Um, Which band? Smashing, Smashing Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Oh. Uh, but the band. I would thought be- you said Smashing Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the, the band would reunite though in two thousand five. Um, of course. Okay. December 22nd, Madonna marries film director Guy Ritchie at uh, Skibo or Skybo Castle in Scotland with Gwyneth Paltrow, Stella McCartney, Sting, George Clooney, John Bon Jovi, Celine Dion, Brian Adams, Rupert Everett, and others all dead. <laughs> all dead. It's a callback at to the my, wedding. It's a callback to my joke yeah. earlier in the show. Uh, yeah, no, they're cool. all they're all in attendance, and uh, the Coen Brothers film "Oh Brother, We're Out" that was released, scored by a T-Bone Burnett produced soundtrack that revives the popularity of traditional American folk music and bluegrass. Um, used that song in one of the in my movie Power Hour, the sixty that, that degrees. Song, I remember that seeing that that one of the video clips ingrained in my memory from that era is of like. George Clooney like turn into the mic you know when he's about yeah. to you know do I am a man of con sorrow like that was like the the shot that was always in the clips yes uh, yeah, I know exactly yeah always use an ad to that movie and then New Year's Eve Chris Robinson of the Black Crows marries actress Kate Hudson rock and roll uh, wedding and almost this w- famous comes out comes out this year and this was not in Wikipedia but I remember to it's include- a rock and roll movie I don't I care if it's good or not. It's rock and roll, baby. Movie. They're a rock and roll couple. Dan, continue. Fuck that movie. It's rock and roll. Are we at fuck that movie stage? With For that almost movie? famous? Yeah. Yeah, I just don't like that movie. Yeah. I don't like it either. What, what do, you, do you like Days of Confused better? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I always almost. kind of include them in the same no. conversation, sort of. Days sure. of Confused way better? Yeah, probably. I think I would agree with that. I've also seen Days of Confused more than I have the other one. Anyway, okay. This wasn't on Wikipedia, but I remember to include it 
Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Hello. Nice. We're back, guys. It's back. Every it's year. Back. I love it. It's on ABC. Last year it wasn't. Now it's back on ABC. Um, Clark was joined by Fox and Friends anchor Steve Ducey. Ducey? Ducey? Okay. And uh, <laughs> Madison Michelle as reporters in Times Square. Comedian Wayne Brady <laughs> hosted concert <laughs> segments in Hollywood, uh, which included performances by 98 Degrees, Baja Men, Boys to Men, Lone Star, Third Eye Blind, among others. Dead. All dead. All dead. <laughs> <laughs> Was it on this show that we discovered that Baja Men, I mean, they're, 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 Baham, they're from the Bahamas. 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 Right. Yeah. Right. I right. never put that together before. <laughs> Bahamas. Yeah. yeah. It's so it's right there. And I never put that together. <laughs> never put it together. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's do our Trying to categories. rank. Trying to rank. Yeah, you trying to rank? rank. Do, uh, do we want to do a top five or a top three? That's always the question with this. Uh, I have a top five ready if you want to do it. Same here. I didn't prepare this, so I'll be going off the cuff, which you guys know well, is let's my do, strong so suit. So first let's, do, let's first let's do least favorite. Least favorite for me. Um, what? I think I'm going to say Come On Over Baby because... The Mariah Carey song is just so inoffensive that I can't put it as my least favorite. Although the Matchbox 20 chorus did piss me off. But I like that verse so much. So I'm going to say come on over, baby. Dan, what is your least favorite? I'm going to agree with Brandon's sentiments completely. Um, (laughs) And say come on over, which is, well, I don't want to reveal if we're doing that other category, but because the music is worse than I remember, especially like I went into it yeah. thinking like, Oh yeah, I, mean, I know this one this is a fun one, but the music, the production just felt off. It felt bad. And I didn't have any complaints like that about any other song. Thank yeah. God I found you is a nothing. This is a minus one. It's a zero versus a minus <laughs> one. Perfect way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's too Broadway. As I said, it's just makes me, uncomfortable or something i just don't like it at all it's not mm-hmm. good and she's done better it's a kind of a disappointment a little bit maybe i don't know. maybe not even but it's it's just not as good as her other songs that hit um <sighs> i agree okay so what do we do next like most improved or least improved well it's uh, surprising oh yeah. surprising is always what we do Brandon. I guess this is tough because there I feel like there's a few directions you can go. I feel like maybe Lone Star Amazed is the most surprising. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I I just think maybe like the effort that they went to like make it pop it, it's just a little the whole kind of situation is a little surprising to me. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Although, I have another answer, but I'll let you guys go first. I've given this no thought. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm changing my answer. My answer is Cisco Incomplete because the song is a little... It's not as hooky as like almost anything else here. Got it. Right. See, I wonder if, like, thank God I found you 
That might be my answer, not because of, I mean, it's, it's Mariah Carey. 98 Degrees are also pretty big at this time. Joe also decently big at this time. So like artist-wise, it's not surprising, but I am surprised that this song hit number one because I've never heard it in my life. Okay. I'll go that direction. It's just based off of like, I know. I didn't hear it, I know, but it hit number one? Yeah, that direction. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, That's good. Are you sure it hit number one? I didn't hear yeah, it. I like, never heard it before. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't believe you. I was listening to the radio every single day. Yeah, like I know. But how do 40. I know all of these other songs are not this one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's a little suspicious. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't put that as most shocking just because of what you said, Dan. Like the the star power. Yeah, those songs will just get more attention because of that. And like a lot of these artists are kind of riding the wave of like earlier success, like Santana and Savage Garden. Uh, Destiny's Child, Christina, they all had like, and Enrique, they all had bigger hits like before. So there's like yeah. continuing that. Matchbox 20 go- going off of the success of Smooth and Sync, et cetera, et cetera. Cisco had like a number one hit with Wild Wild West, kind of. Right. I guess I could maybe say Vertical Horizon because they're like a one hit wonder. Mm. Yeah. But that sound is like very in vogue. It's like very. It's a super catchy chorus, so I'm going to ultimately say Creed because they're a, like an overtly Christian rock band. Maybe the, that's not really known yet, or maybe that's right. actually something that's factoring into their popularity. I'm not really sure, but um, it, it's pretty hard rocking for like a number one hit. It is. Um, Definitely. That's a good answer. You know, nothing is super shock, too super shocking. But that, if I got to pick yeah, one, is that? I agree with that. Song I'll say that got better for me than what I remembered would be "Everything You Want," "Vertical Horizon." Didn't think I was gonna feel any way towards it, and now I'm kind of into it. I don't know if I would go back and listen to more "Vertical Horizon" because of that, but a little bit of a pleasant surprise for me. Uh, oh, so what got better now? For, yeah, or you yeah. can do. You don't have to do one for each. I think I'm just going to do that one for now because we're running long anyway. But what did you call this? There was like a there was a there was like, a term for this. Most change or like yeah I don't know Sec- second opinion second opinion bored to ignored or ignored to adored I don't know. Most change biggest evolution of opinion. Yeah, Most swing change. Opinion. Swing state. Your state of mind. Dan, answer? Uh, I I don't really feel that strongly in this category this year, to be honest with you. Um, maybe Music by Madonna. I liked it at the time. I think I appreciate it even more now, probably, for what it is and how you and how forward thinking it is. Maybe at the time, I guess, just a little piece of shit, like unappreciative little shit <laughs> like in the sixth grade or so fifth grade you know when that song is big i was like uh i don't care <laughs> so, so yeah you're giving, you, are you, that's my answer you're saying that you're are you going to give two answers that's your most like improved sound because I, I was going to say that your your christina aguilera is probably your most like yeah drastic oh change. yeah i'm sorry are we doing one answer that could be either direction you could do yeah if you have, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought this we were, is a new thing. I, I thought we were doing both. I feel way sh- more strongly that 
come on baby right way worse that i feel strong more strongly about yes right that opposite happened that song sucks now which i i definitely really liked it back in the day i second that it's way worse the the production sucks the song is not as fun as i remember yeah yeah and the matchbox 20 chorus is worse than i thought um okay rank you guys ready to rank yeah mm-hmm. i was just doing so this we're gonna now. We're going to do our top five, and then we're going to calculate the scores to see what is the best performing song uh, of the year according to our aggregated rankings. It's a flawless point system. (laughs) It's been a long time (laughs) since we've done it. Excited to figure it out on the fly again because I forgot to set it up. But we're going to do it. We're going to go in presenter order. So that means me, my number five song is Destiny's Child, Say My Name. Great song, great pick. Um, number five for Danny. Surprised myself with this one, but I'm going to go with Be With You, Enrique Iglesias. Great song. Number five. I really love this one. Yeah, great song. I wish it was on my on my list, but it's not. Uh, my number five is Bald Icon, Vertical Horizons, Everything She Wants. Oh, I, I love that uh, pick. I really do. Great love song. The, pick. the chorus really hits strongly. And um, I, I, I just, I, I'll say it now. That's my number six. I re- had a really hard time cutting it. Uh, I'm so happy that you put it there, Dave, though, for representation. My cut was uh, Creed with Arms Wide Open, <laughs> number six. All right. My number four. That's uh, <laughs> your number six. My number four, Dan, is Enrique. Be with you. Wow. Okay. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, I felt a lot from Enrique. Yeah. On that. I really, really felt what he was given. Would he fall? Do you think he's underrated? Maybe. Y- yeah. I mean, but uh, he's, he's, such a, so. he's such a big artist, though, at the time. I mean, these are number one songs. I mean, maybe it's weird to say underrated. Yeah, but I think that maybe people don't even, like, think of him now. Right. He doesn't have, like, yeah, I don't know. All right. Um, number four for Danny. Um, Suck it, Dave. It's Incomplete by Cisco. Oh, my God. Amazing vocal stylings, and that's going to win me over every time. Like, Yeah, if it was a vocal styling ranking, <laughs> he might be at the top of my list. Styling. Um, but the, <laughs> Can't but ignore the song it. styling, no. Can't ignore it. Not, not a lot of good style. Number four for me is music by Madonna. It's awesome production, cool melody, fun as hell. Love the video, so remember it. And uh, cool guitar line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, these are all, all facts about Love the song. Hat. Cowboy hat, blue jean Davy. Cowboy hat <laughs> for coat. My number three is Aaliyah. Try again. And Danny's number three is Music by Madonna. Ooh, hell yeah. Great. Bring the people. Her, uh, come together. It's her 12th number one hit, yeah. Madonna. Ooh, a dozen hits. Yep. Wow. What what is it? Number three. Number three. Number three on my, my list. Number three yeah. is "Say My Name" by Destiny's Sea. 
DC respects DC. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's always been a great song. People knew it back then. People know it now, and um, it's pretty innovative, I think, vocally. Yeah, agreed. My number two is Madonna music. Hell yeah. I mean, everything Dave just said. Agree. It's just that. Just go copy paste that. Say it here. That's plagiarism. I don't <laughs> accept that. You fell the course. <laughs> Dan. Dan. Number two. Number two. Uh, number two for Danny is "Try Again," Aaliyah. Yeah. Amazing song. And yep. my number two is also "Try Again" by Aaliyah. Yep. Okay. Um, it made me a better Taekwondo <laughs> student. Only a couple years later, I become a second degree second degree black belt, um, and I would definitely argue that this song factored greatly into that achievement. <laughs> Retired from the game at twelve. I was gonna say didn't really <laughs> carry over, but yeah. <laughs> well, I guess but, it comes then <laughs> no surprise for for us. Janet number one doesn't really matter across the board, Dave. Across the fucking yeah, board. I mean, come on, of course it is. <laughs> well, this is a secret Janet podcast. This isn't the two thousands podcast. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, so good, flawless. She keeps getting better. It's incredible. It's just really incredible. Yeah. Yep. She really outdid herself this time. <laughs> Number one. Doesn't um, really matter. I disagree. It really does. It really matter does matter to me. Her her music. So clearly. Janet is the winner of the year once again, just des- destroying the competition. 15 points across the board. Coming in second place, uh, Aaliyah. Try again. 11 points. Damn. Um, coming in third, Music. Nine Madonna, points. Madonna. Another huge. Madonna. Another Dan huge. Dan and Brave icon. Board Bills. Dan and Brave icon. Let's see. Be With You got uh, three points. Say My Name got four points. Danny with the solo Incomplete. Dave with the solo Everything She Wants. And uh, I guess I had nothing original. <laughs> I, do, I was do, do, teamed up with somebody on all of mine. So there we go. Board Bills is back. It felt good to be back. I missed the format. Uh, I'm excited to keep going through the rest of the decade. I'm excited for the bonus charts. Uh, lots of stuff coming up for that. Come back and listen to that. Do you guys have any other parting thoughts? Uh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing to say at all. Nothing to say at all. Well, but, c- hey, I'm glad to be back on the charts, back uh, doing board bills with you folks. If any of these years interest you as a listener and you want to be on the show, let us know. We'll put you on as a guest. And yeah. We were conscious. We were very conscious when these songs came out. So it's, it's going to be fun doing the rest of the years where we're aware of pop culture yeah. throughout the whole 10 years. More visceral emotional connections. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm present- Do you think we'll have any first kisses or first uh, slow dances? Connected to these songs? Could be. It could, it could happen. First hand job. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Well, this has been Board Bills 2000. Dan and Bray presents. I'm presenter Brandon. Congratulations to Janet. She now has victories in three decades. <laughs> First hand job. <laughs> Second incomplete hand job. Um, to Cisco's incomplete. <laughs> um, yeah, Janet rules. Madonna rules. Creed rules. The trifecta. Mm-hmm. The trifecta. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, part of me wishes I would have included Creed in the top five, but I think I think it was kind of an, honestly an over-familiarity with, with that song. I know that song so well. Uh, I think that, was, that ended up excluding it a little bit. Um, but I think there's more... I don't actually. I don't know if there's more Creed to come in the number ones. There's there is Nickelback though. Nickelback is coming. Oh, Nickelback's yeah. coming. So uh, if that's your more butt coming. Yeah, if that's we'll if, butt if, coming. If the butts back in it, that ass out. So hang on, on to your to hang, hang on to your butts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The butt rock is coming. But presenter Danny here. Love this format. Love doing the show with you guys. Um, and I love our six listeners. Yeah. Season six. Six listeners. <laughs> six listeners. Yeah. I was mainly 12 years old, I think, during this time. We, I guess we do that for Dan and Bravo, but um, all I got to <laughs> say is that ain't shit. So I'm Dave Cologne. <laughs> Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye. Music makes the people come together. What, what, she, what does Madonna yeah. say? Yeah, come together. Yeah. Very Inspired cool. from a Sting concert she went to? Yeah. Music <laughs> makes the bourgeoisie and the... Jesus, I can't speak and the rebel whatever goodbye yeah that's all of us that listen and do this podcast bye ah yeah